welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> ah, right. held back in grade three. <laughs> God, God damn it, son. Come on. I'm really hoping we actually start the pod with the slapping. We have to, we have to. It is February 11, 2021. Welcome to episode six, I want to say. Five? Maybe five of season two. If that. We're recording from the Friedman Studios tonight. Glorious in here. It isn't it? Really done it up. Love mixing with... My children's toys, mm-hmm. alcohol. Uh, look, any 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 environment that has teenage mutant ninja turtles in it, <laughs> ninja turtles and little plastic dinosaurs, <laughs> both of those things, and a bandicoot. Do you know that? Do you know all of it. those toys sitting on the desk are from McDonald's? They're part of the Happy Meal. They're actually pretty really? good. Yeah. Yeah. The turtles. Uh, yeah, the turtles. Wow. Yeah, I, let's be honest. I get the Happy Meals for myself. <laughs> you kids want a Happy Meal, don't you? No. Happy Meals are great, though. Yeah, I know. They're a good price. They're we're going to eat price. something healthy, Daddy. You'll Shut eat up, that Happy Meal. <laughs> and you'll be happy about it. <laughs> the sushi hub's right over. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I want the toy. God damn it. <laughs> so right now, as you can see, so right now Hasbro is the sponsor. So they get these little versions of games. They're actually super cool. Look, this is uh, Battleship. Battleship. Yeah, That's so you... an Operation, though. Yeah. I'm excited about yeah. Operation. Yeah. No, you, the you, magnet didn't work. You sunk uh, my Battleship. You sunk my... Ba- or from um, Battleships. Battleships. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you sunk my battleships. So, we are moving on to slightly new format. Not, not really, but just slightly. So, any long-time listeners will be able to see the subtle differences. And I'm not even going to mention them. Uh, quickly, Adam and I were pre-gaming with a One Drop Brewing Co. Azul Nitro Imperial Fortified Sour. Unbelievable. That's an 11.3% ABV, four standard drinks in a 440ml <laughs> can. Uh, and it was bluey green. It was so blue. It was toilet duck blue. And toilet duck, duck in taste. It taste and smell. It tasted like you've just cleaned the toilet and you haven't yet flushed. So all the bits are still in there. Did it feel like there was any deviation at all from toilet duck? Like, did they no, Did was... they at least put a bit of cinnamon in there? Some cinnamon Some cinnamon. Sugar? Oh, they put... Uh, so, yeah. If, if, if only they the boffins down at toilet duck knew that trick. Some Hampton Estate Jamaican rum, some lactose, coconut, passion fruit, lemongrass, vanilla, blue spirulina... Pretty impressive, uh, but it was also I'd never drink it again. And so one of my all-time favourite moments in the classic sitcom Father Ted is when the old guy's passed out in the chair and they just reach in behind and realise he's been he's been drinking the toilet duck again. Yeah, so that was absolutely relate tonight. So real real <laughs> life has come full circle to nineties British sitcoms. That was us. So welcome to the show, everyone. Great to have you again. We're going to start off with Feats of Manliness, straight off the cusp. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, straight that's in. what we're doing. Right. So, uh, Phil, what happened to you this week, bro? Oh, look, I mean, I would like to say that my biggest feat of manliness this week was my weekend in the wilderness. Mm. Yeah. So, out in the uh, in the bushland of the central coast, waking up with the sun, Beautiful. listening to the bird song, wandering around in the grass, uh, actually getting a leech attacking me between really? my toes. Ooh. Got me. Yeah. Always so, reminds me of Stand w- By Me. Wandering around, yeah. wandering around in the wilderness covered in blood uh, but really uh, personally I felt the manliest moment this week was lunch with you Tristan and some Korean barbecue Thank because you, there's sir. nothing nothing quite so manly as barbecuing so true. especially when I laid out the barbecuing only to have the woman walk past and basically grab the tongs straight out of my hands <laughs> because I was doing it wrong fix it for you. and fix it for me yeah. so uh, you know that was my first feat of manliness nothing more manly than a the lady telling you what you're doing wrong exactly. oh actually, 
There you go. There you go. I felt like my manliness was diminished, but actually, yeah. you're right. That's an even more manly experience. Yeah. No leech can compare, mate. That's we right. did. We, That's we, right. uh, Phil and I went to a lovely Korean barbecue in the city. It's what you can do when Phil, you know, works for himself, and I'm yep. unemployed. Yep. Uh, so today marked my first unemployment day. Uh, which was great. Feels feels like should we just go for lunch? I'm like, well, why not? Nothing yeah, stopping nothing us. Yeah. We had the restaurant to ourselves. Toasted to it with a whole lot of barbecued beef and some coke syrup. And uh, <laughs> to be to be completely uh, to completely agreeing with Phil, yeah, we we the meat was served up, the veggies, everything like that, ready to rock. The 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 barbecue was turned on, and then we just came back and could tell we just did not know what we were doing, yep. and just helped us every. Step of the way. Honestly, what you want? Yeah, Honestly, it was, it was one good. step away from feeding me like <laughs> out of out of the tongue. So it was good. And um, and uh, speaking of barbecue, I um, I bar- I used my barbecue for meat for the first time this is, uh, ever. This is pretty big news. For it you, was mate. pretty big news in the Friedman yeah. household. Um, and um, I won't talk about it too much more than that. But no. um, I did cook a nice piece of um, organic sirloin, and um, lovely. it was lovely. Lovely. Yeah. lovely. Uh, nice one, Phil. Is, that your, is that your no, favorite? No, it's one that's of them. Aside. Yeah, I've that's got a better one, but yeah, adds up. Yeah, my, my favorite, you know, every week uh, it's, I talk about it's me doing something to my house. Well, this week I'm demonstrating I actually know nothing about my house. The NBN guy turned up on Monday to get me all connected. <laughs> he walks in, he's like, all right, let's get you some super fast internet. Where's your phone jack? I'm like, well, I don't know. I've, n- I've never needed a phone jack. Where's your before. phone jack? Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Sorry, no, it's like <laughs> But please, no, stay. Don't leave. <laughs> you, you, mu- you must know where it is. And I'm like, well, no, but it has to be around, right? The house is 40 years old. There's yeah. no way they've gone 40 years without a phone line in this house. Turns out they never had one. The house has never had a phone connected. I've lived there for four years and I never had any idea of that. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, my cable internet is getting cut off in two weeks and the new date that the NBN guy has given me is um, 25th of March. So, really? no, six and a half weeks away and we are going to be without internet. So what's this got to do about being a man? It's just that look that your partner gives you when you just you fuck something up like this and she realises... Yeah. You're not really very much yeah. of a real man at all. Ironically, I'd say every real man knows exactly what I'm So I it's mean. unmanliness yeah. in yep. a way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, funnily, you say that. Like, I, I was thinking, and I know it's been talked about before, but my children, if I gave them, like, a landline phone, I'm yes. not 100% sure they'd know exactly what it is. No. When we were in, and remember at my Canberra COVID travel adventures? Yes. And the highlight was going to the old museum and... The uh, typewriter exhibit. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was actually just quite fascinating to tell my children what this actually yeah. was. You know, like what is this, Daddy? And and like it's it's a typewriter. Yeah. You press letters. This is what we used to, to do on things on. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you ever use a typewriter? I, you know, I was old enough that my mu- like my my I'm old enough that my mum did. My dad had yeah. one in his study. So and, he, and I used to play on it. Yeah, so he, he would he would type stuff on it. Yes. Yeah. Well, my mum we got our first two e. My mum used to do reports for work, right. and uh, she before we got our first like home PC, yeah. that's what it was. Typewriter. So I do have memories of the typewriter at home. One yeah. of my favourite lines is somebody was posting something on the internet that um, that they had a landline phone in their house, and their like nephew came over, and it's like, oh look, you three D printed the icon from the phone <laughs> that, from, from that you call people and yeah, all that sort yeah, of stuff. You're yeah. like, oh my god, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm so old now. The cl- I'm so old now. The classic example is the fact that the save icon is a small floppy disk, and no kid 
No one under the age of about 20 is going to know what a floppy disk is That's a great point anymore. too. Yeah. 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 That is actually Why true. Why do I click that? No, it's just what you do. It just, yeah. means, it just means safe. Whoa. Well, and this, this scary. As a side note, uh, inspired after last week's potty, I went back and watched the first Fast and the Furious and hadn't realised how <laughs> old it is. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh my god! He, at one point, he's like, he's like modeling out the car that they're going to build, and it's the the crappiest sketches you've ever seen. <laughs> as he gets out the the uh, the the floppy disk and puts it into the drive, <laughs> and he's there going, oh my god, man! Like you should have studied at MIT. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second, my page is buzzing. <laughs> no irony, no irony in it whatsoever. Incredible. Like, Geez, two thousand and one was a long fucking time ago. Apparently. <laughs> Speaking of Fast and Furious, thank you, Phil, for allowing me to inter intercept, you know, into Put put in into something intersect insert 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 your floppy disk into what <laughs> no you, uh, you know listeners of the pod from last week mm, yep. would know that I inserted that line from um, Fast oh, and yeah, Furious yeah. it was quite oh, great was to brilliant. look up best yes. lines of Fast and Furious yes. series yes. there were a number to choose from oh, yes. but I couldn't really go past that one absolutely so a lot absolutely. of them were I couldn't determine whether they were about having sex with cars yep. but they certainly sound like having yeah. sex with cars yes. was most of them I it mean, was that's, hot that's the aim of most of it because you're going to have a crossover of that nature in those movies because it's all about sexiness and cars I mean men, at some point men basically live to have sex but in this movie they kind of say we're just living to drive. Yes. Yeah. So I assume one quarter mile at a time, my friend. Exactly. Yeah. That just yeah. it's it's quite a interesting thing. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my uh, my manly feed of the week was which I mentioned before, and I did go through with it. Uh, I did a Marrickville pub crawl. Oh yeah. Um, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, started off. With uh, at Wildflower, which we're going to drink in our Hold My Beer yeah, segment. Yeah, looking forward to that. So we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but, well, actually it was quite ironic that we... Well, not ironic, but it was quite fun that we started somewhere as a pre-drink to a Marrickville pub crawl. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we should go there and get a quick drink before we start the pub crawl. <laughs> yep. But uh, we hit up, um, in order, we hit up yeah, Wildflower, then we walked to Batch, yep. then we went to Stockade, yep. then we went to Filter, yep. then we went to um, another one, a pub for where we got dinner, yep. and I actually had never been there in my life. What, in Marrickville? In the suburb. Heron Park or something like that, or mm. Hebron Park. H- H- Henson. The Henson. Henson Park. The, oh, the Henson. Henson. The Henson yeah. Hotel on Illawarra yeah. Road. Fantastic pub. To, at some point, I Great just pub. said to everyone, mm. I have never been, I've lived in Sydney all my life, I've been a lot of places. If you said I was in Sydney right now, I probably would have said, I don't know where we you are. You see their pinball room? Uh, I didn't see their pinball room. They had a room with like eight pinball machines in it. It's fantastic. I didn't Do see the, the Simpsons one? Probably. Well, Hit and Run? No, that's a game. No, no it's yeah. a what they do have is a, what looks like an incredible children's room. They do. Which is underground almost. It's almost like you put the your pit. kids into an underground yeah, pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which into is closed dungeon. due COVID. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we ended up there and then we ended up at the Vic on the Park. Yeah. So we sort of came around like Good food at the Vic, actually. No, Willie the Boatman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, the guys started off at Willie the Boatman. Oh, but yeah. we were having such a good time at Wildflower that uh, we skipped Stay it. And I was disappointed by that because um, because I really wanted to go and try the elbow and a few others. Elbow on tap. And I have to say, while we had a great time, um, I, I do think that 
you know, we started off at Wildflower, and as we'll you know, we'll we'll taste and, yeah. and hold my beer, I think that was probably the you peaked early. I peaked early. You did, didn't yeah, you? You can see it yeah. in your eye. It was yeah. hard to make up for it as we moved on. Yeah, yeah, I must say, starting with Wildflower is setting the bar pretty fucking high. But one thing that came out of this uh, whole thing, which I was um, recall- recounting when I was going through notes for the podcast, was. In a true manly um, sort of form, I, I was writing notes as we were going along. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, it's, you know, over the last couple of days while I prepared for this, I was looking at them. I have no idea what I was talking about. Like, oh, really? I read them. I'm like, don't get it. Something about starting okay, starting a sentence with the word okay. Don't know what I was referring to. <laughs> uh, I said something. Uh, it's worth it because it taking, was just so random. Taking notes while you're, uh, while you're multiple beers deep. The deck soldier's point. I have absolutely no, no recollection of what that is actually about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because you're 40 years old on a pub hold, crawl, mate. Hold no. on. Yeah. Do we just need to get him drunk enough to remember? Probably, wow. yeah. All right. But I do have in here Twin Time Peaks. To pour another whiskey. Twin Peaks Half Price and Cruises, which refers to a, a friend of ours on the uh, crawl who's uh, quite a regular um, attendee of uh, Twin Peaks, the... Um, uh, let's call it. Is that a, a gentleman's facility? Gentleman's facility restaurant in Woolloomooloo. Restaurant. Okay. And I don't go to it, and I don't really know why I wrote that down. But apparently, at the time, I thought it was mm. good. So maybe make a I note. Thought, maybe I thought it was just funny. We'll do the next live cast from there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also went to One Drop Brewery on the Sunday and picked up four beers for seventy-two dollars. That's unbelievable. Yep. I can't believe that. Uh, next level. The Azul, which we mentioned, we've got a few others to try as well over the next couple of weeks, but. Those four drinks are 16 standard drinks. So when yep. you do the math, not too bad. It's about, it's about a $36, two $36 bottles of wine <laughs> in terms of standard drinks. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't out of this world. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, you don't expect it to taste like toilet duck. No, it wasn't supposed to taste like toilet duck. And then uh, I fought Ned's, but I'm going to talk more about that in the sports down. Oh, well, so, yeah. you know. Oh, very interesting. Just as one last side note, what beer did you get at Filter? Do you remember? I do love the Filter. I got... According to his notes, it was the Twin Peaks. (laughs) (laughs) The filter Twin Peaks. Actually, that's a great question because at that point in the afternoon, I wasn't really feeling like something like heavy. And I thought I'd go a sour. So I got there, I think it was a raspberry sour. And it was like this bright cherry red. And it was really, it wasn't good. It was fruity. And all the guys... We're getting, you know, sort of like the coldies or the yeah. filter XPAs. The filter stout is exceptional. Just oh, yeah. looked yeah. at me. Yeah. And I was, you know, one of these 10 guys. Yeah, you've, and just lost, just, you've lost a man. Yeah. I, and then I was yeah. gone. Yeah. But at that point, I had, luckily I met up for it in other ways. But at that point, I, I think yeah. I was gone. Yeah. yeah. Don't so, spill any down your skirt, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, in my defense... I didn't. I drank maybe a quarter of it, and then I actually think I did switch to a stout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like I was gonna. I was gonna say Tristan's was the most manly feat, but I'm gonna have to switch to Adzo after that one. And uh, yeah, I, I if, shot if, myself. If yeah. for no other reason that when I uh, when I moved away from Darwin, I came yeah. down to Sydney a couple of weeks early, and I was disconnecting all the stuff and oh, getting yeah. set up, and my ex partner was still up there in Darwin, um, and rang Telstra, and I'm like, "Yep, we're, we're severing in two weeks." You know, sever the internet in two weeks. Mm. Ten minutes later, they sever it. <laughs> of course, straight away. As I'm like, and, and as I did, no, no, it's two weeks, right? Yes, we have it in for this date, oh whatever God. it is. Ten minutes later, internet goes out. She's stuck in Darwin on her own with no internet my for two God. weeks. Mm. Two full weeks. I ring Telstra back and I'm like, can you turn it back on? And they're like, no, that'll take three weeks. 
I'm like, I it off in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did you do? Fire a fucking <laughs> rocket at the tower? Like, what him. is... What is happening? I probably did, so, you know. So I get, so I get this, you know, and and no surprise that it's an ex partner after that kind of shenanigans. Oh, I look honestly, I I'd sympathise with you, but I can't believe you for a second that Telstra has bad customer service. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not after the experiences yeah. we've had. Yeah, he's on the payroll. <laughs> uh, all right, well, Phil, you want to kickstart things off? From the fat team to you, this, this is the, the Free Man, Man Podcast. Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. Alright, so we're going straight into the TBA wrap, yeah. so uh, switching it all around. As I said, it's a mind twist, like that game show I was on. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, I'm going to kickstart. Never needs the slightest invitation Does to he? mention that again. <laughs> I was on television. Still milking that 15, probably 13 less, years old. That's right, less than 15 minutes of fame more than 20 years ago. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. I'm going to kickstart things off okay. because at my farewell for work lunch, which was at a pub where we none of us actually enjoyed the food and it was quite a long work, walk from our workplace. So yeah, we all questioned the Glebe Hotel, I think it was. Um, I quite like the Glebe Hotel. Yeah, Did you go at the back though? Yeah, we went at the back. Yeah. The food was okay. It wasn't worth the much longer walk than but, it is for us to get to the rose or the duck. In fairness, you have the duck right across <laughs> yeah, the road. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we all wondered that. It's a great question. pub. But uh, my, one of my colleagues uh, commented on the, um, the, the, the plants in, the, in that very uh, back area, the yes, garden area, okay. of which she said, oh, you sh-, one of my other colleagues said, yeah, you should go and grab some of that wandering dew. It plants really easily, so you just have to grab a, a branch of it. Right. And, um, and, and it'll grow quickly if you, plant, if you replant it in your garden. So I you know, took a second take there and said... Couldn't help you call it. You're here calling it a wandering Jew. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so this isn't really a news article, but I just found it. I found it a quite interesting uh, conversation piece because, mm. obviously, as a Jew, I'm um, open to hearing when people so, use it. See, I've heard of this plant. I always assumed it was like D E W, like Jew. No, like Jew. Right. Okay. It is a wandering Jew. The hard J. So I was, I was thinking in today's leftist society, yeah, yeah. how do we still get away with using the terms wandering Jew as yeah. for a plant? Yeah. Well, is, is the term Jew in itself offensive? Well, okay. Well, it depends on who you ask. Well, you, you, so, you should know, mate. No, look, I looked into this and so I, I was at the pub and I was reading about it. So what was interesting was that the name wandering Jew uh, refers to the fact that Jews walked through the desert, yeah. you know, really kind of existed on nothing and mm. flourished, right? And mm. that's where it comes from. It's wandering mm. Jew. It doesn't take much for this plant to grow. Right. And that, so it really comes from fairly innocent, you know, um, an innocent Didn't they history. wander for 40 years though? Significant amount of time. Happened, but, it, so. but it still flourished. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost, what you're saying is that you could take it as a compliment, as a name, but there's still yes. a little bit like... Yes. Yeah, but... So we did that, yeah. and of course we went on to control the financial system, and... Oh, actually, I've said too much, so <laughs> make a note. Need to kill Phil and Adam. Um, so... What was that about Dogecoin? Nothing. Uh, so... <laughs> so... Then I started... But when I was looking it up, hmm. I, of course, found articles about why we're no longer using the name Wandering Jew. Okay. And that stems from the fact that that term ended up being... You, the wandering Jew also refers to a uh, a Jewish uh, person who was, I think, forced to walk 
the earth during the apocalypse for eternity for all the sins that the Jews have done and end up being taken on by anti-Semitic propaganda. I believe Hitler and the Nazis used it, the term and that sort of imagery. So it is offensive to those who have, I suppose, take offense to it, right? But for me, and and I guess that's my point, it was kind of like, you know, people talk about the right being crazy. And it's like, to me, yeah. as a Jew, it's like, I get that it has had bad connotations. Yes. But if you look at the history of what the name is, yeah. it's not bad at all. Yeah. But it, because it could be offensive to people, we've actually just cut it out. Yeah. So again, this yeah. isn't really a news article. Yeah. I just found it particularly interesting. And I yes. wanted to just sort of, just sort of remark how, you know, I do feel, you know... That there is extreme right, but there's also extreme left at the yeah, moment yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, guys, just calm the fuck down. Yeah, I'm not offended yeah. by this, and I don't yeah. think... Well, as long as you're not, mate. As the spokesman for Jewish people around the world. I feel like i got a right to say it. So, you know... He's my spokesman for Jewish people. Thank you, Phil. Now, but I know exactly what you mean, because this is... It falls into that similar kind of category for me of the conversations around cultural appropriation. And, you know, there's a strain of thought that is all of anything that you take from anywhere is cultural appropriation. Mm. Whereas from my perspective, it's, is it respectful? Is it, is it loving towards that thing? You know, is yeah. it coming from a place of love or is it coming from this? You know, there was a, there's a chef in the US that cops a lot of shit because he's an American guy who works exclusively with Mexican food. But the man loves Mexican food. Yeah. At no point is he calling it anything other than Mexican food. Yeah. He is inviting people to fall in love with Mexican yeah. food the same way he did. Yeah. And that feels like that's love to me. Like that's good. Exactly. But there's people who would try and tear that down. So precisely as you're saying, well, I've heard that very similar extreme left. Very similar right. sort of stories about, you know, from everything from the far left saying that it's it's yeah. racist for a white person to eat sushi. There was yeah. a whole lot of backlash when Jamie Oliver released a a jerked rice because He's not Jamaican, so he shouldn't be allowed to no, promote a, yeah, a yeah. jerked anything. Yeah. Uh, all the way along to whatever the hell plant you're talking about. I will say <laughs> one thing about the Wandering Jew. Very poisonous to dogs. Is it? I was house-sitting uh, and dog-sitting for my sister, and her dog at the time, dead now, uh, got into the Wandering <laughs> got, got into the wandering Jew and had a bit of a play around in there, and within hours came up with these weeping bloody welts all over its body. And uh, I had to go to the vet, had to get on steroids. They were away at a wedding. I had to call them up, tell them to come home early because their dog was dying. Dog was fine for a few years and died naturally. But uh, (laughs) I will say at the time, we all expected the dog to die because it was covered in these really open, weeping, bloody sores that was an allergic reaction to the wandering Jew. Keep your dogs away from it. So you anti-Semitic prick. You're just just blaming the Jew for the death of this dog. Once again. Once again, just you fucker. Yeah. Like, I thought he was getting into the whole something like, the dog was called Jesus. And suddenly <laughs> it got this blood all around it. This dog performed miracles and this wandering Jew just couldn't take yeah. it. Yeah. And it just sacrificed. Open sores in its wrists <laughs> and in its side. So this wandering Jew stuck it up. It got stuck on this sort of, almost these sticks. Yeah. And the wandering Jew just sort of, it didn't actually kill it, but it told these other plants this that kind of look like Romans. Yeah. <laughs> How did we get here? I'm sorry, move on. It's a TBA rap. What's yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we're going down a massive rabbit hole. No, nah, I just wanted to say, chill the fuck out. Everybody, everybody oh, chill. Yeah, chill yeah. the fuck out, everybody. But I feel like we're going down this rabbit hole a bit. But I was having a conversation with a, with, with a mate of mine um, the other day who was 
he'd watched something on YouTube. I don't know how true it is, but it was basically talking about the fact that the origin of this whole the whole financial system thing actually just comes down to Roman Christian times. That something in the Christian faith basically meant that you couldn't lend money to somebody and take more back with interest. Right. And But they needed a banking system because it's how you need to operate an economy. And okay. so the Jewish people were like, yeah, we have no problem with that from a religious point of view. And so that enabled the economy um, to grow and do all of this. And Half true. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. And, but a lot, and, of it, a lot of it still stems from also, just to yeah, be clear, yeah. stems from the from that Jews weren't allowed to do some of the jobs, the other jobs that uh, one of yeah, them, yeah. but one of them about, yeah, yeah, trading in money was one of the jobs they were allowed to yeah, do. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. And it yeah. was just this interesting thing that they were like allowed to do it. Therefore, of course, like natural forces are going to mean that if you can do it, you will. And then here we are 2000 years later and there's still these echoes of yeah. prejudice around that. Oh, well, look, I mean, you yeah, hear it from it, me. You guys are always going to be protected because you're friends with the Jews. So, you know, obviously when it happens in 2023, you guys will be okay. Yeah. But, you know, this whole idea that <laughs> the Jews control the world, don't yeah. be fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, speak to me next time. I'm piling all of my money into Dogecoin <laughs> as you instructed. It's all right, guys. We're not we're not offensive because we're, we're three white guys with a podcast. Yeah, exactly. So we've really got our finger on the cultural pulse of the society right now. All right. Someone exactly else's right. news. Go. Exactly right. All right. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to take a hard right or left or whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to say that my news article is about fuck Nick Scarly. Yes. Really? That's right. We're doubling down. Yep. We are doubling yep. down yep. on fuck Nick Scarly. Scarly has been uh, big in the news this week. Didn't so, pay their peeps. And the funny <laughs> thing, the, the, the piece here, of course, is that I say this as they have now, in fact, returned $3.6 million worth of JobKeeper back to the Only government. Only because they were forced to. That is why yeah. I am saying fuck Nick Scarly. Yeah. Because they have returned the $3.6 million in JobKeeper payments, but only after intense media pressure yeah. because of the $4.4 million bonus they paid to their own family. Because COVID time has been an absolute boom for the Scarly family. How wonderful that everything's gone well while they were claiming down $3.6 million. Because well, everyone's from staying at home, staying in, you know, isolating. you got to get a new couch for that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, this Scarly's is, cleaning up. He's cleaning up. And, yeah. and good on them for cleaning up. They've got no problem with that. But, oh, we'll just take $3.6 million from the from the taxpayer alongside that. Yeah. And we'll only pay that back when we're under intense media pressure to do so. So, um, for the second time in a row, weeks-wise, I think, fuck Nick Scarly. Yeah. I never really had anything negative to say about Nick Scarly well, last week. I... Besides the fact that you went shopping there and you found a table with square legs and chairs with round legs. Yeah. And uh, apparently that was a deal breaker yeah. for you and your family. Well, you well, I, well you kind of put them down a little bit, just saying they were too expensive. Yeah. Got to, someone's got to pay that Scarlet. You, you, you won't believe this, mate. This week only twenty five percent off. <laughs> Closing down <laughs> Closing sales. Down let's, sale. be, let's be clear. It's not fuck the person. It's fuck the business. So without looking at the actual, um, without looking the detail of that story, so were they basically claiming JobKeeper when they had no right to? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they they could. Or not passing it on. I mean, they all can. Yeah. But they're booming, and so morally speaking, it's not a good. I thing thought you could only claim JobKeeper if your business had suffered a certain forty percent yeah. reduction in yeah. uh, turnover. Well, that's interesting. That's yeah, why yeah. they would have been told to turn a butt. They probably would have said, "How can so you?" So they're going they from they strength yeah. to strength. Legally, they can't claim JobKeeper. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, um, my piece of news uh, this week shows how technology and the taboo can sometimes conflict. With news this week that hackers have found a way to remotely connect. To BDSM tools such as male chastity cages. That, that's cages for your cock for people listening at home. Locking them over the internet and then sending you a message asking for $1,000 in Bitcoin if you want it unlocked. 
Not even kidding, this was in the news Fuck this week. Off. Turns out, one of the new things for submissive types, strap the old <laughs> dick in the old cock cage, send daddy, <laughs> or, or, or madam, you know, it goes both ways, the password, and they lock it in the no. app. And it's all great fun and games, you know, playing the submissive role. Will, when will they unlock me? Unfortunately, apparently very easy to hack. And hackers have been able to lock your dick up over the internet. Some reports of detailed men attempting to remove the cage with bolt cutters fruitlessly before having to work out how the fuck Bitcoin works and pale the bail on the big boy. So, internet connected sex toys. Let's see now. Uh, <laughs> Phil, you ever use one of these, mate? <laughs> okay, you. so... Um, Thank you for starting with him. So, I, I love everything about this. Yeah. And no, I haven't used one of these, but you've piqued my interest. You've heard about... I've the... said it before and I'll say it again. <clears throat> Humanity is a rich tapestry. <laughs> it's true. You've heard of chastity cages, though. Oh, yeah. For, for, for both. Of course. Yeah, for yeah. both sexes. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you know that they've gone digital? No. You can actually lock no, them I... with an app now. No, no I, yeah. you didn't know that. That's the thing. But it seems like a natural progression. <clears throat> I'm Apparently, the guy that makes these dick cages and has uh, put a re- press release on his website yep. explaining how you can actually unlock them with a you know series of small screwdrivers and rather than paying the thousand bucks. And the fact that I, I love that it's gone triple digital in that you it's not even normal currency. You got to pay Bitcoin. Oh, it's Bitcoin. always Bitcoin. Yeah, you got to get in for it's Bitcoin. Untraceable, except for that distributed ledger. Yes, that it's you know, untraceable, makes it extremely for, traceable. It's, it's untraceable, except for that ledger that's on every computer that's ever had Bitcoin. <laughs> Jesus, dude. I yeah. mean, seriously. Are you really looking that up on eBay? Yeah. No, he, yeah, he's buying one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is terrible. I'm putting it in here right now. I didn't know there was such a thing. That so is... It's a little cage is curved downwards so that it locks you in there <laughs> and then, you know, you have to really think pure thoughts because the slightest inkling and you're like pressing against that cage. It's uh, We could set yours up to take Dogecoin instead of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this one. I mean, where does one start? Where does one start? I... You start in one single place, Tristan. So it's only and that it's, is an it, acknowledgement of humanity. You, being you a understand. Rich you understand that the sexuality is broad. Yeah, I know. And that there are there are all types. There are there are perverts. I never on both got the sides. BDSM thing. I'll be honest with you. I don't get it, and I never have. I don't get. And Phil, you might have more to say on that actually, because you are more uh, experienced in that realm. Um, but I, in terms of tantric behavior and all that kind of stuff, so 100%. like, but BDSM, uh, is just one of those things which I never understood. It's, the, it's, it's the a pain it's thing. Pow- I never no, got it's it. not necessarily pain. It's power. It's, it's relinquishing power to another partner and getting sexual gratification from that as a submissive. Because you're giving them everything. They can do anything to you. And some, for some people, it's like they'll lock them up, they'll tie them up, and they'll, they'll leave you in a room. Or yeah. they'll, they'll stick your dick in a cage and, and make you beg to release it. Or whatever it is. Yeah. It's a thing. Unfortunately, when you make it digital, you open yourself to all kinds of cyber attacks. You and do. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, you having do. someone hack your dick box Absolutely. is the last thing you want when you're just trying to have a nice romantic <laughs> evening with, with, your, with your, your dom. Well, the, the thing is, in BDSM, you've rightly said there's the submissive dominant axis of BDSM that people get in for, and I, I do know... But consent is always they, very strong there. That's the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there's whole frameworks of consent that, that, that works into it. and, and, and so a, forth, yeah. And a, and a person that I do know in my network was, was, in, a, was in a sort of master-slave relationship yeah. thing going on, and, and the way that they described it was that all day, every day at work and in their life, they're having to make decisions, they're having to do that, they have to be behind the drive. Mm. And so they like to be able to go home and just have someone else tell them what to do in every aspect. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Because they could just surrender into that. Not for me, but that that you know that yeah. was their explanation. Yeah, a lot of shit going on at work, but if I got home and yeah. someone told me to put my dick in a box, I'd probably walk out. Put my dick in a box. But the the secondary factor of BDSM is around the the pain factor is about embodiment. Right. So it gets gets you down into your body if you're somebody who's quite disconnected from your body, uh-huh. and that's the other factor. You know, I mean, there's way more to it for people who are super into oh, that stuff. It's I'm fascinating. A, it's I'm not tantra, for me. I'm a tantra guy, <laughs> which is adjacent to that, but tantra is much more. Um, tantra is much more about love. Okay. So it's very it's very switched in. It's in the moment. It's embodied, but it's embodied through gentleness. Yeah. BDSM is kind of adjacent, but it's it's coming down into the body, but it's doing so so in a much more extreme kind of way. All right. So tantra, um, no uh, no passcodes required. No passcodes mm. required. I yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. I I'm struggling to get out of my head the idea that this is just those Reddit kids who are. You know, have they hacked be all the hacking the system? That's right. And that there's some Reddit stream. First they came for the for the hedge funds. First they came for the hedge funds. Now they're going for the dick boxes. Hey guys, if we all put a point oh oh one Bitcoin into this, we can actually identify the dick boxes Brilliant. that we need to. Hackers are locking dicks in Chesity Cage, and it's got security experts worried. Yeah, this is on ABC. So it's right happening. It's I mean, a I've, thing. I've, I've got a hot tip for anybody who's worried about this: don't put your dick in a box. Don't put your dick don't in a cage. Never put your dick in a cage. It's a um, dick in a box. All right, I have. I read with quite great interest, actually, um, that former that the former manager of um, the OD Aerospace Threat Program UFOs are real. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. Love this. So but there's uh, UFOs and then there's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. yeah, but listen to this. Did you check the date on that Huffington Post Shh. article? According to a TTSAS <laughs> statement, <laughs> team members have been operating under the shadows of top secrecy for decades, yeah. believe that there is sufficient credible evidence of UAP that proves exotic technologies exist that could revolutionize the human experience. Look, and yeah. this is something and these that are people happened- with Lockheed Martin and so yeah. on. So something that that's enough evidence for me. Mid last year, the Pentagon's like, yeah, they're like here's the footage of this UFO that we were dealing with a while ago, and it was mid COVID, so everyone just blew it off. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. I remember they basically, basically confirmed- came out and said UFOs are real, and the U.S. military released this unredacted, you know, transcripts and such, and everyone's like. That's yeah, right. but dude, I got other shit going on right now, man. Right. We got this psychopath in office. We got the pandemic wiping out three thousand of us every day. They picked their moment. Come back next year with the UFO. That's so right. we'll, we'll worry about it then. I watched a documentary, you know, about twenty years ago called Independence, Day. Independence Day, <laughs> yeah. and um, no one really listened then, and it seems like no one's listening now. Well, so, look, I've got good news for everybody. If that, if Independence Day was in fact predicting the future, Will Smith is still alive, so we'll be fine. <laughs> So After I, look, he goes, we have to worry. Anytime yeah. there's some serious people in lab coats or suits saying UFOs are real, that's news to me. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Even Love though it. I really don't believe UFOs are here. But anyway, look, aliens are here. Really? Yeah. Why not? Really? You're an Why idiot. would man. they be? The universe is infinitely massive. You come back here. No, I believe they exist, but I don't believe they're here. Why wouldn't they come here? <laughs> this is the best. See these colored lights in my garden? That's the best we've got. Hey, come here. So I think your, your argument is that there's plenty of alien life, but they wouldn't they come, don't want to come to your house. Because it's a shitbox, really. <laughs> Would you? Look at this place, mate. <laughs> planet Earth is a good Rick time. Rick and Morty mate. already did it, remember? It's a good time. Like, oh, this wacky planet, you know? Yeah, exactly. With the humans Earth, on it. Earth season 2021. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Anyone so, else? No, 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 no that's right bad here. Let's get to Hero of the Week. Look, well, I just want to mention one other quick thing, which I actually 
listening to the radio in the car this week. Radio? Yeah. Wow. And I think they've got um, public news from America or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I just thought this was actually really PBS cool. PBS News Hour with Jim Lear. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It always sounds really like thing. But they found... So they had... This is just... I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of cool like archaeology. Oh, no. I saw this. Did you article. see this? Yeah, this yeah, is awesome. Yeah, the horn that you can... Yeah, you can... They found this fossilized horn. No, but they didn't really find it. It's been sitting in a museum they for decades. They found it in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> they found it in a museum, and, and they looked at it closely. Yeah, they. So, so what I'm hearing is that Americans have had the horn for 1800 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Was there ever years. any doubt? <laughs> no. So, that, so they said that the earliest. You know, sort of example of this kind of instrument previously found was dated to be about six thousand years old. This one is eighteen thousand years old. I tell you, Graham Hancock is right. And what? Graham Hancock's the guy that's talking about. It. He's written a book called America Before. Yeah. Which is basically the idea that uh, Clovis, there's there's a time that they say is the first time that humans were on the North American continent. Right. And his theory is that there were humans on the continent before, but then there was an asteroid strike that wiped them out. And so that well, time frame... The asteroid strike? Ain't no way. The is 65 million years ago. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it hit the Yucatan. That's pretty close to America. It makes yeah. sense. I was just running with it. Yeah, but that would mean that what he's saying is the humans have been around for 65 million years. Some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this is pretty cool. The, the, so they looked at it and they went, hang on, these holes have some sort of, you know, pattern. And they found some other... Residue okay. around the around a mouth. So it's not just a single note. You can actually play a tune, like a, a little oper- tune, like an yeah. ocarina. And yeah. what was really Is amazing, some kind of ocarina of time. Sound like it <laughs> does a little, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. But what was what I really quite enjoyed about was hearing I because you know when you read an article, it's one thing, but I actually heard this lady, this archaeologist, say it on radio, and I could hear like the concern. They asked her what it was like because they got this musician to. Try and play. They got Kenny G in today. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny, (laughs) I can just think of this cryogenically, even though he's not dead. Frozen Kenny's like, it's your time. Bring out the Kenny. He's ready. (laughs) We've got Delta Goodrum playing backup Vulcan vocals. (laughs) So they got it out. It's like bum 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 bada bada bum. And this archaeologist said, hearing it for the first time for me, it was a big emotion and a big stress because they just. Well, like she was imagining this thing is just going to shatter oh, as yeah. soon as you. But it's actually quite haunting, and I do encourage anyone to listen uh, to listen to the. Uh, oh, they've got the they've recorded, it. have they? Yeah, you can hear this. Better than that, just d- drop the sound bit into the podcast. Right? I will. Okay, and then also the sax solo from Baker Street. Okay, let's move on to Hero Week. Anyway, play them side by side. Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, all those kind of things. Yep, connected. All right, love it, love it. All right, hero and dad joke. Let's rock and roll. Hero of the week. (laughs) All right, hero of the week and dad joke of the week. Adzo, why don't you start off? Yeah, mate. So this one goes out to Steph Curry. We're starting hero of the week, yeah. Yeah, he's your hero. Yeah, he's my hero of the Golden State Warriors. Who this week it was discovered had along with his wife Ayesh teamed up with Chef Jose Andrew to serve up this week more than 15 million free meals to families in need during COVID. This is all done through his foundation, Eat, Learn, Play. Now, he kept this very silent, but apparently this started back in April, 
and they've started dishing up on average 300,000 meals a week. Now, wow. I understand he's working with 130 different restaurants. Epic. Most of the food is going to families in the Oakland district. And look, it's incredible. You so often hear about these big, rich types and they never give anything back. But then you see a story like this. It's just fantastic. Bravo, Steph Curry. Love it. Love it. Love it. Look at you googling it. You don't believe me? No. It was, it was some other Steph Curry that plays with the Golden State Warriors? No. And not only that, uh, Stefan Carrer did some behind-the-head circus shot <laughs> late in the more first... Important, more man. importantly, he led the He's Warriors also good at basketball. <laughs> to a 114-91 to win against the, the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs yeah. So, you know, they've only got another 57 games in the season. So, you know, every game counts, bro. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, they've got 15 million new fans out there, mate. So the stadium should be packed. No, that's pretty good. And I think, you know, I think we can all agree that um, America's done a bang-up job dealing with COVID. It's good that... The- that their NBA sports stars have I, to, I believe uh, they've conscripted their, their sports stars to just pay for food pay for, for people food, yeah. that are starving on the streets. Oh my god. Nah, good good pick, buddy. Yeah, nice thanks. one. Phil? Oh look that that was absolutely solid and, and that's great charitable work and I'm sorry yeah, to However Larry Flint died this week. <laughs> right. We all love Hustler magazine. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm sorry to Do one it, up, Phil. I'm sorry to <laughs> I'm sorry to one up you immediately, but Vin Diesel tweeted something, so he's oh, my yeah. hero of the week. Uh, what did he tweet, sir? The new trailer. For Fast and the Furious oh, 9. God. F9, the F9. Fast Saga. F9. And they finally confirmed the release date, 23rd of May in Australia. Strap in, gentlemen. Do you get hard from that? Does that excite in. you? I'm hard. Yeah. yeah it really hard. does, Just talking it? about it. Yeah. yeah. I, to be honest with you, I've been rock hard ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and he tweeted that two days ago. <laughs> do you, know, do, you know what I failed to mention last week was the fact that uh, our Universal Studios, when I worked for them, yes. yeah. uh, when they redid the... Um, they pulled the... I can't remember what they did, but they created a new part of the Backlot Tour, which is when yes. you get on the tram and you what. drive around the studios. And it was the Fast and Furious experience. Yes. Oh, right. So you go in and do this 3D Fast and Furious yep. experience. Um, and that I, incredibly slow backlot train. <laughs> the, the, the one that goes through the King Kong. Strap and, in, everybody. Here we go. It's going to be a wonderful ride. It's a small world <laughs> exactly. after all. So Vin Diesel, because he tweeted a um, uh, thing about the new movie, is your hero of the his week. His top five movies were all Fast and the Furious movies. Well, I'm of sorry. course this is his I hero spent, of the week. I spent all Close of last one. week talking about this, and then he tweeted the trailer and confirmed the release date. And it's coming. And it made me hard as a rock, which is ironic because the rock isn't in this one. Uh, <laughs> and that was right after I rewatched the original Fast and the Furious this week. You watched them again? Yeah, no, just the original, the first one, like I was talking about before. Yeah, as a side note, <laughs> not just this got better. Not just the floppy disks. No cell phone maps. They were stealing TVs with oh, built-in yeah. VCRs. It was That's made awesome. in 2001, but it feels so 90s. Oh, it feels so 90s. It's God. like when you watch oh. Gone in 60 Seconds. It's like the yes. Toyota Corolla. I know. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Gotta go steal that. But anyway. Well, i got to be listen. perfectly honest with you. Stefan Curry is definitely leading the way for this week. All, so. right, but all I will say is, listeners, I'm sorry. I will stop talking about Fast and the Furious next no, week. No, 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 never, no, never, maybe. Stop. Never stop, mate. <laughs> um, I reckon I've got a close one for you. In? Actually, before I start, by the way, you mentioned before that uh, GameStop's gone down to how much now? Uh, well, it was 400 bucks when we mentioned the Reddit. Yeah. The Reddit we awarded the Reddit. We did. Here it's the week. It's now down to about 50 bucks a share. Remember your whole cry thing about how this is 
giving it back and I I had to tell you it's kind of great because I had to wait for the New York Stock Exchange to open on uh, for what what it's like one a.m. Tuesday morning for us, which is their Monday morning at yep. a.m. or whatever yep. it is, and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep until about two in the morning because I had to see that open and it's just like red, really big arrows down. And really, like, oh, geez. you stayed up to watch the American stock. Exchange. I legitimately couldn't sleep. I was so excited about the prospect of Reddit fucking over these hedge fund managers that I stayed awake, lying in bed, just playing mobile phone games until the US, the New York Stock Exchange opened. So, and then I was like. Oh, okay. That, there's, there's no revolution. They're, they're just no, getting fucked by rich people again. Anyway, moving on. They still <laughs> fucked them pretty hard, though, right? Well, I mean, po- they lost a hell of a lot of money. Who is it? Apparently. Because I've seen the narrative turn to like, oh, look at this. It, nobody nobody can fuck them over. But last I saw, the hedge funds had lost like $10 billion at that point. And most importantly, my mate Mikhail in Brisbane, he made thirteen grand. Oh, that's fantastic. There we go. Mikhail, our hero of the week. Well, actually, can we then retrospectively award my Mike Jack, the guy who ate all the chilies, <laughs> hero of the week from last we, week? We, we don't do that. No, we are, we'll retroactively give it to Mikhail. Okay, fine. Well done, Mikhail. Certainly won't go to bloody uh, Sambo. Still hasn't given us any more free beer. Yeah. So stinging for a free beer. That guy. I mean, besides the free beer ahead of your house. I know. Right? He, he butters, us, he butters yeah. us up with one round. Yeah. And then yeah. just disappears into yeah. the ether. I know. Yeah. And Andrew, he's not the only listener to the podcast. And Everybody else. Yeah. We'd love to hear from all of you guys. Spark up, punters. Come on. These $18 beers. Don't... <laughs> they don't drink themselves. <laughs> they don't drink themselves. <laughs> Please. All right. I think I've got a good one. Right. Joe Pesci. I love me some Joe Pesci. Okay. Joe Pesci. All right. His $6.5 million New Jersey mansion is up for sale. Yep. And I believe... What I, happened to his face? That's Joe Pesci, I know. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Looks like someone melted a candle <laughs> of Johnny Depp. It looks oh like... Oh my God, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like someone's trying to tell him someone to insert something into it. It does. It goes like here into his nose. Up arrow on his facial... Oh, <laughs> Jack Sparrow, the melted candle is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, his mansion's up for yeah, sale. Man. By the way, in the Jersey Shore is oh, where, he, where yes. his house is. Yes. That's not the best part of this. So apparently, like they're saying, it's too highly valued, but he won't budge on the price. Joe Pesci. Is, what Leo wants, Leo gets. Is, the best is, thing. Is Snooky going for it? Is that what's happening? Check it this out. And uh, sorry, sorry, dear listeners, you'll have to just look it up. But firstly, it's just gawky oh, as yeah. hell. Yeah. But Perfect the best. You can look it up on our Twitter feed, where I'll be retweeting this. The best thing about it is his the oh, entire house posters of Joe Pesci is everywhere. to himself. Oh, wow. Amazing. Firstly, look at the why things that are in Why is there a carousel horse in there? Nobody knows why. Oh, my Lord. Look at this. It's, it's just, just Joe Pesci. wall Pesh. Look at the TV. It's basically oh something my God. from the he's, 80s. He's taken that TV out of like a, a flag. Yes. In. He is, and I believe he's selling it as is, I think, maybe? You'd have to. That's look, half the value a right now. From movies. Look at oh, that he's room. Got, he's got the Lethal Weapon 3 pinball, pinball machine. machine. Yes. Look at the couches. I mean, that's, that's got to be worth look, $5 million. Look, look what I was you saying. go to the toilet, a couple, couple of posters of Joe Pesci. Yeah, from like movies you haven't even heard of before. What an, Ado- what, uh, what an Adonis, huh? No, that's amazing. I, I do love Joe Pesci. So, I have to look give a, a, a nomination to the man himself. I like that the real estate photos include an open door where you can see a toilet through the middle. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's a good shot. So, shout out to the Pesh Master. We talked about him, actually, when I 
mistakenly um, said you Al thought Pacino he was in, was yeah, in you uh, th- Casino no. and you said it was Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. <laughs> I know that, by the way. Do I'm you? not that. Yeah, I do know that. Okay. That I w- that was a fairly drunken stupor. Okay, so I said Sharon Stone. Yep. De Niro. Yep. Pesci. Yep. And James Woods. Yep. Name me one other actor in that movie. How good is All Silence right, in an Audience? Don Rickles. Wait. I'll give you Don Rickles. Got anyone else? Oh, yeah, he's the uh, wait. The pit boss? Just yeah. wait. Who who is the head of the casino? Um He was in a few good men. Um Tom Cruise. Never mind. Okay, you're done. <laughs> you love that movie, huh? Jack Nicholson? I don't know actor names. Well you should. You know I'm not good at the actor name Fine. game that we play. That's true. <laughs> okay, so my look, my vote for Hero of the Week we go, um, was was going to be Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, however, I'm going to defer that and go with, and go with Pesci. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we're all voting and, for Pesci. And I'm going to vote for Vin Diesel the day that his 6.9 million dollar mansion goes up for sale. Okay. Uh, full of uh, all the Fast and Furious posters. <laughs> <in the stitches. laughs> Vin Diesel. That's right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well done, Joe Pesci. Legend. Congratulations. You you earned it, mate. <sighs> you earned it for putting your house on the market. <laughs> Sorry, Steph Curry. Uh, dad Bad joke. joke. Yeah. Uh, what would the Terminator be called in his retirement? Terminated. The Exterminator. Oh yeah, yeah that's not bad, isn't it? Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, what do you call a rude cactus? <sighs> a rude cactus. Yep. A prick. A cunt. Just a prick. Just a prick. A cunt. <laughs> A prick. A cuntus. That's pretty good. Oh, that's so much better. That actually wins for the week if the answer is cuntus. Well, hang on, hang on. For me, after last oh, week's we podcast. Go. Wait, wait a second. Yeah, let's, 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 just, let's, a story let's just get in comfortable. Mind. Let's get there's comfortable, there's Tristan. Yeah, that's right. After last week's podcast, uh, we were talking about manly movies. I went back <clears throat> and I re- revisited some of them that weren't in my list. Including one particular one, Rocky Three. Have you guys seen Rocky Three? Probably. Great. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me boxes. ask you. This. Let me ask you this question. Do you know why Clubber Lang came last in the boxers golfing tournament? I don't. Because he missed a tee. <laughs> That's good. He's done it again. He's he good. Missed a tee. Yeah. yeah. He's done it again. <laughs> He's done it again. I'm sorry, Adzo's got this one. I, don't, I can't remember whether we're actually voting on these, but yeah. Oh, uh, we do. I just yeah, like We that. do. I asked Anonymous to um, have his son, son to, to vote last week. How's that coming along? Refused. <laughs> he, won't, he won't listen yeah. because of your pedo joke. Apparently my pedo joke was too far. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in fairness it was. Yeah. You're lying in my son. Fantastic. Now he oh, good, repeat. He this <laughs> as well. Uh, he missed the T. He missed the T. He missed the T, yeah. Uh, very good. Yeah. Nice one, pal. Great. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's talk a little sports. Sports, sports, sports. Alright, well, straight to the NFL. Let's just get this out of the way. Tom Brady, surely, surely, surely. Yes. The unsurpassable, yes. greatest of all time, yes. landing his seventh Super Bowl ring this week with 55 Super Bowls, 30, 34 teams in the league. Uh, 32. 32 teams in the league, but he now personally holds more Super Bowl trophies than any single team out there. And let me just list out the 15 record records he holds. These are all Super Bowl related. Uh, if we run a little long, I'm sorry, we can probably cut some of Phil's soccer report. But anyway, <laughs> Tom Brady has the record for total Super Bowl wins. He's got seven. Yes. Super Bowl appearances, that's 10. Yes. Super Bowl MVPs, 
five. Uh-huh. Super Bowl touchdown passes, 21. Yeep. Super Bowl passing yards, 3,039. Decades. He's been with Super Bowl wins, three different decades. The uh, oldest yep. quarterback to win a Super Bowl, 43 years, 188 days. Super Bowl completions, 277. Super Bowl attempts, 421. Super Bowl game-winning drives, 6. 3-plus passing touchdown games, 4. 300-yard games, 4. Pass completions in a Super Bowl game, 43. That's Super Bowl uh, versus the Falcons. Pass yards in a Super Bowl game, 505. That's Super Bowl 52 versus the Eagles. And pass attempts in a Super Bowl, 62, Super Bowl 51 versus the Falcons again. Now, I don't even really want to talk about the game. Mahomes is fine. I will say his team let him down. It ended up fairly one-sided with a 31-9 victory for the Buccaneers over the Chiefs. Very interestingly, though, was the streaker who popped up towards the end of the game. Now, as you all know, you can bet on just about anything these days when it comes to sports. And a couple of betting sites had odds for the streaker. And it turns out the guy who was streaking laid the shit out of that and now stands to win $483,000. All great, except for the fact that he's jumped on and told not only all of his mates to get on that, but he's told half the media as well. So he's made a dick of himself. He's now bragging about it. And you have to wonder with betting sites having very expensive lawyers, lots of money and no desire for this kind of precedent to be set, will he see the whole thing voided and him and his mates Missing out. What do you reckon? No, he's, he's not going to get paid at all. Not going to. I think it's already made it? pretty clear that he's not going to get paid. Yeah, yeah. he's not um, going to get paid at all. And uh, just to wind back to the Tom Brady bit for a moment, the uh, the American Tim Cahill strikes again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, good on him. Look, unfortunately for Tom, he has to go back to his Victoria's Secret playmate, <laughs> playmate of a wife, yeah. uh, and his. Uh, I his saw photos of him through the of years. Dollars. There's yeah. a big, big thing. He's actually only gotten better looking. Yeah, no, he has. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just more beautiful. Did you beautiful. see that morph? Yeah, yeah. Awkward, more awkward, awkward. Every year. But has he starred in a Weepix commercial? It, it <laughs> doesn't true. bounce. <laughs> well, which, is, which is actually... It doesn't bounce. Which actually is kind of... You probably don't know enough about the NFL to understand the irony of that. I know the but he was very involved in this deflate gate. Yeah, he was. No, I do know about where that. The ball did not bounce. It. Yeah, yeah, that's a very, so very good point. Good one eighty. Yeah, you see how I did that? Something. I snuck that in there. Snuck no, I uh, that, look to talk about the Super. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, it was. In, I. He's just for anyone who loves sport, really, but anyone who really loves American football, this is going to be one of those. It's one of those. We're living in a time of. You know, in 100 years, they're going to say, there's not going to be anything like this. And they're yeah. going to go, do you remember that Tom Brady guy? And then like, oh my God, you know. Yeah. He is a freak. It's not like he even was amazing in this game. He still was good. He just makes everyone around him win. He does. He has a he, winning spirit. Apparently, yes. he apparently he texted the entire team every day. He just sent a personal text to everyone on the team every day just saying, we're going to win. We're gonna win. Oh really? We're gonna win. See, I get. Imagine that you get that from Tom Brady. I get similar texts like that from one of the people in our tipping competition. Just like, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. <laughs> I'm gonna win. Hey, you hate him, right? Does he listen? Yeah. You know who I mean? Yeah, I know. Shout out, mate. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> um. So, so yeah, incredible stuff. Um. Now, I had every, and I mentioned this before, but I was gonna talk about. It, so now's the right time. I, uh, with uh, guest host of the pod, Adam Grunstein, we put a, a, down a bunch of prop bets on the day. Yes, you yeah. did. We didn't, we didn't hit any of them. Would well, you say that you were the doyens of prop bets? <laughs> That's not. <laughs> we were the doyens. We missed on everything. And stupidly, yep. when I think about it, you know, because we were excited, most of our prop bets were on Mahomes when we should have probably 
Sort of like the hedged a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the most important thing, the most interesting thing on the day was that we bet on the first coach to be shown during the national anthem. Now, this is what oh. I mean by the fact that you can bet on just about anything. Anything. The that. fact that while the anthem is playing, who does the camera flick to first out of the coaches? And you picked... I picked Bruce... Uh, I picked Andy Reid, which yeah. is the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. So, of course, as soon as the anthem started, uh, myself and uh, and Adam got up. We looked at the... You it's know, watched bet. his high-definition screen. And we were watching very closely. And the anthem played through... And at one point, Andy Reid could be seen in the distance when they did a, a, a back shot of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And at another point, Andy Reid could be seen really in the distance when they did this sort of weird ground level shot of the singer singing the anthem. What did you think no of the anthem, point, by the way? It was fine. They changed the time oh, signature. To be they perfectly, did kind of a country train to it. To be perfectly honest, I was just focusing on the coach. <laughs> just looking for the coach. All right. So I'm just weird. So anyway, the anthem finished and no point was Bruce Arians shown. Okay. So we're like, all right, well, I, that wasn't really a close-up of Andy Reid, but it was him. So was there? there's no way we've lost. You know, maybe the money comes back, mm. but really, we should win. Yeah, you can see him. Five minutes later, it says our bet was lost. So we thought this could be. So of course, I got onto the live chat with Neds. So I got onto the live chat and said, "Can you explain how this is bet has lost?" They said, "Well, five minutes waits. Why wait five minutes?" So we've spoken to the bookmaker. Yeah. The you know the odds have gone, and they said the coach, the other coach was shown first. If you have any issues, please email this you know thing. Well, we videoed the video. <laughs> we put onto Dropbox. This is all during the first quarter. We weren't even watching the game. Amazing. We flicked it onto uh, complaints at Ned's. About two hours later, got an email back saying your evidence was inconclusive, and your bet loss will stand. Wow. Well, I jump on the phone. <laughs> I speak to a lovely lady called Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Yeah. She, I think she's trying not to laugh, but she was very apologetic. I'm sure. How much was the bet for? It was $10 each. $10. Amazing. Standing to win $8 prof. (laughs) So it's it's principle now, bro. Past principle. Principle is worth way more than any of that. I love that both of you stood in this during the Super Bowl. So I called him up. She she put us on hold for 10 minutes while she was talking to someone. Then she came back and she said, look, you just have to put it in big words. You're contesting something yeah. and want to escalate it, which I did. I said, I just want, I don't give a crap about the money. All right, I don't care. It's $20. I just want to know how you came to this conclusion. Like, I know what Bruce Arians looks like. I know what Andy Reid looks like. In the background through all of this, the game's still like, will you turn that shit off? <laughs> this is way. important. Luckily, the game was a piece super, of shit, so we didn't care. And Super Bowl history is being made by Tom Brady If here. it wasn't for this, we would have been bored shitless. Yeah. Screaming into the phone. But I'm happy to say that yesterday afternoon, I received an email that said, in regards to your bet, First coach shown during national anthem. We have reinvestigated and reviewed the recording and found that the evidence is inclusive, which is still bullshit. Yeah. But they did say for this reason we have decided to pay out on both Reed and Arians. Just for you, your or winnings. For everyone, well, yeah. it must be for everyone. No, I don't why reckon tell anyone you? else has made this bet. <laughs> your winnings have already been allocated to your account, so it still pisses me off. But that to me is them saying, I, I believe they looked at it and they went, he has, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. But they just would rather say that. Say if he takes this all the way, yes. He could win this thing. Let's settle. I was thinking I'd get a free bet out of that and I'd go, fuck all. Um, I have a feeling, because they play just before they play the anthem, they play America the Beautiful. They did, yeah. And I have a feeling that, and in that, that Bruce Arians was that, shown that first, was yeah, yeah. that they got confused. It's not the anthem, though. So, what I'm saying is, I don't know, maybe I'm the hero of the week, because I beat 
the bookies. You did, and that never happens. And that doesn't happen. They never do that. I've never and I've contested a, a result before. And we never, we never, we never swayed. We never took a step back and go, you know what, I mate? Maybe you're a right. Result. You've so, got to stand your ground. So the question and is, you've changed everything. Is Tristan the hero of the week? I think maybe. Is Grunstein the hero of the week, or is Chloe? The no, Grunstein. To be fair, Grunstein did nothing. He was I, just telling I'm me not what. But I will say, his, his anger fueled me. He was <laughs> he was walking up going. This is bullcrap. Not that he cares. It's like, how, how is that inconclusive? Yep. It's as conclusive as you get. Yep. I can't he give was, him Hero he of the Week. He was backing you I... in, but, you, but you, were the, you were the QB. Yeah, you know, I can't give myself Hero of the Week either. It, 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 would, it would make him... He, he would set it to his tagline in WhatsApp. It's like, Tristan, Hero of the Week. <laughs> James February Jackie 11. Champ. Yeah, yeah, I honestly I do still... Every time I'd message him, I'd have to see it. I honestly do still want to give it to him, though. <laughs> no, no, it's Joe Pesci. Don't take it away from Joe Pesci. Have you seen that house? This dude's like 75 and he looks like a... a (laughs) But what about Vin Diesel? Props to you, bro. Yeah. Uh, Continue. Actually, is that good? Are we good? No, I've got NRL news. Okay. Brent Naden. By the way, one month till kickoff. So our, you know, the off-season begins for us. Yeah, but we're we're going to be back on. We're about to scale way back because these guys have to get fighting fit again. Yeah, they're going to be busy playing the game. (laughs) So Brent Naden has copped a $5,000 phone for... COVID breaches on grand final leave, but will not miss any games for testing positive to cocaine. This is very interesting and proves once and for all it's really what comes out of your nose they care about, not so much what goes up it. And also with news about Israel Folau <laughs> making waves overseas, it turns out that colourful league larrikin James Maloney was happy to say that he personally hit Falau up with a phone full of gay pornography. Oh, yes, Israel joined the Catalan Dragons official WhatsApp back in 2019. Amazing. Amazing. Now, Maloney was finally was pleased to finally be able to make the news public where more people were focused on hating Israel Falau and not asking too many questions about why he had so much twink video on his phone to start with. I mean, you'd wonder if they, you know, you know, when you're on WhatsApp and you can have it set to automatically save yeah. to your gallery. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when I open my gallery and you guys have all been chatting, and there's like fifty or sixty yes. drunk screenshots yes. of different bets that you guys have yes. made. Just, I, yes. I, I hope that's all there. Wouldn't that be incredible? Yes, I, I whenever like you've or you've t- yeah you've turned your phone off early and it's just. Uh, you leave a chat group and you're yeah, like, yeah. There's oh. a lot of back and forth. Like, I'll catch up with that later. And but they've been just... posting Im- images to each other, and you're going through it and you're like. I don't remember that pic, and then you have to find the context of it. And then yeah. later you're like showing pictures to your missus, like, look how cute our baby was there, and you're swiping shit, through, shit, and it's just shit, pictures shit. of topless girls. What's that? Ignore that. You should probably should ignore that. That, that guy sitting on the edge of the bed <laughs> with a giant dick, that one gets bandied around a lot. Good on you, Maloney. I think Maloney should be a, uh, a friend of the pod. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. a friend of the pod. Yeah. I'll follow him on our Twitter feed. Yeah. Uh, now, in AFL news, Victorian shit stain Eddie Maguire has retired from his role as Collingwood Club President Did of the he? Public Disgust, happened this week, ah. uh, yesterday I think, uh, Public Disgust at his handling of the systemic racism at the club. Now, a cavalcade of C-list celebrities such as former Geelong player Sam Newman and <laughs> Triple J's former celebrity priest Father Bob Maguire were quick to show support for Eddie, but no one really cares what they reckon. So I'll say this, he's been there since 1998, and yeah, sure, we all stuff up from time to time, and perhaps his hands are actually cleaner than we think. But fuck it, it's been a long time anyway, mate. See you later. Get out of there. I thought you were about to go down some sweet homage to uh, to Eddie. I yeah. think you were about to give him a little bit of a... No. You, you kind of started that off with, yeah, been there since 1998. He's been there since 98. As far as I reckon, it's time to go anyway. It's, it's long enough. And with this kind of stain on the club, it's time to go, well, I'm going to move on and let someone else in. 
that doesn't have this much baggage carrying around with him. I noticed in the NRL, by the way, you didn't mention, didn't What's-His-Face get convicted of something? One of the uh, brothers? Was this of the intimidation of the dad? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I wasn't mean, that I, interesting? I think I mentioned that a couple yeah. of podcasts ago. But when I think it, it just got convicted. Yeah. yeah, it's boring. Is it boring? It's boring. What did he do? Uh, he, like, uh, intimidated the dad. Yeah. Yeah, threatened violence or something, and then... Um, there was a contested, and then turns out, yeah, he really did. He did really yeah. do it. Okay. I he, thought maybe he, there was more to it. He really did. Yeah. yeah. But uh, in lighter news, three-time premiership, former AFL great Brian Lake has pled guilty to assault and copped a $900 fine in Melbourne Magistrates Court after poking a security guard in the side of the nose at Crown Casino while on a bender there with his mates. After poking the security guard... Poked the, the security guard in the side of the nose... Arrested $900 fine. I know that's hardly news, but I'm leaving it in to pat it out a bit because I really wasn't in the mood to talk about Collingwood's Jordan DeGoey and his current court case for indecent assault. Long story short, fuck that prick. Fuck you, DeGoey. Go to jail, son. DeGoey, yeah, DeGoey was, uh, he was, I had him in my AFL fantasy team last year. And then I don't really follow the AFL news too much. And then suddenly he was suspended. Him and a mate. Where it got up to the very inappropriate behaviour. In was he? Really? Yeah. A sports Real. star? Real. In Australia? Real piece of shit. In so, 2021? So on to the tennis really quickly, because it is the season, and I know nobody cares about the games until the finals, right? Right? Yep. Good. Okay. So in good news... Except for Barty. The, the Australian <laughs> Open ball girl, who collapsed on court day two of the competition, making front page news across the country has recovered with a big glass of water and a lie-down and will return to ball duties later this week. Did you you see that? Uh, Front page of the Herald. Ball girl collapses. Well, on court. There's a picture of this poor darling in the corner. People are fanning her with programs. Yeah. Trying to get some shade on her. Yeah. Glass of water and a lie-down. Yeah. So are you you saying that... um, That's my use of the tennis. (laughs) You're saying... all I care. Are you saying that um, she, she did this ball girl should toughen up? No. I got the feeling it's. I'm saying just saying it's good news because you know what they they did the big article about her, her her falling over. I had to search for what her current status is now because I remember going, oh geez, right? I no hoped, one, there was I no hope the little report. duck's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out she was fine. Like 15 yeah, minutes yeah, later, yeah. glass of water, bit of a light. That doesn't make good news. It's, Nobody wants to read that. No one wants to hear about the little girl getting better. They want to hear about the little girl falling down. And oh. I think she's gotten her 15 minutes of fame at a major sporting event, and she will follow the career trajectory of Nikki Webster. Which hey, was... Don't you start Nikki website. I saw her in Maxim magazine. I made her website. Did you? Not even kidding. When I was like 21 years old. Really? Doing, doing web design. I wow. did. Made her website. Um, yeah, yeah, Adam made a fan website. <laughs> <laughs> so, that... So, talking about that ball girl. Yeah. One thing that I did make a note of when that news story did come out yeah. was how confused the news media was as to whether she was a boy or a girl. Because multiple... They did call multiple times. Some, I said ball that, boy. some said ball boy and then some occasionally said ball, ball kid. girl. I got ball kid in, in a news.com.au article when I was so, trying to work out the status of Yes, it. I saw ball kid too. Ball kid, ball boy and ball girl were all banded around. I know this is 2021. So are we subject of... <laughs> so who not to be mean to this kid, but was <clears throat> her of appearance questionable? Was it just that news media didn't care? I only was saw it a, false information? I saw her face or down just on, getting a, a little on a hot court, mate. I got, I got no idea what she was. I think, I think, I think news.com, they're probably the smartest ones. Like, in today's day and age, who are we to call her a boy or a girl? Ball kid. <laughs> Ball kid. Hey, make it happen, everybody. <laughs> 
Um, I have some news on the Australian Open. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have a question on the Australian Open. Oh, uh-oh. Um, why pour myself a whiskey? I'm just curious. Has anyone been following it? Oh, isn't Serena out? By the way, Serena I love how quiet out. Phil is during he our sports down. He has been down. quiet. He, he, he always surgery again? No, he's got oh. nothing to do with, say with sports down. No, well, it's mostly it's, mostly just that I've realised this podcast has already gone for about an hour and 40 minutes and we haven't even done the travel segment. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. This is, this is one of the goodies. Yeah, exactly. Um, I uh, just would wanted to know if any of those bitches who were... Um, complaining in uh, quarantine and by the way I'm not using bitch as a derogatory term for women I'm just saying anyone who is bitching uh-huh. so uh, boys or girls or yeah. sorry people who choose to identify yeah. themselves we just call them boys ball kids ball yeah. kids yeah. Uh, have, were knocked out in round one of this Australian Open that yes. would be fucking funny like but, imagine see... being in quarantine for 14 days uh, <laughs> coming out yeah. getting smashed well, did Don't. you see the guy I can't remember what his name was but there was one guy who, who got knocked out in the first round and basically came in and he's like this country's fucked. Just, he threw a big win. Yeah. Oh, like, Frenchie oh, McFrench face. Yeah. yeah. If, if I hadn't been yeah. locked up for 14 days, I would have been tighter in my game and all this kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. As would have everybody else. Of course they would Frenchie McFrench face. So maybe get, get here 28 days early, mate. Yeah. <laughs> sort it out. Enjoy the, the, the sunny sights of Melbourne. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Go back Is to it? France land. <laughs> or at least get yourself a croissant. <laughs> yeah. Shut the hell up. Get a baguette with cheese, you beret-wearing... What's another cheesy Eiffel Tower loving. <laughs> yeah, okay. So onto the golf. <laughs> French fries, they're Aussie fries, you prick. For the second <laughs> time, my boy Brooks Kepka has smashed my favourite PGA comp of the year, the Waste Management Phoenix Open in Arizona with a gorgeous three birdies and an eagle in the last six holes, ending 19 under, beating a tied second place of Kyung Hong Lee. And Xander Shufling, Shufflu, Shufflu, Phil knows Xander Shufflu, with eighteen under each. Now to update classic, you. classic Xander, classic Phil. Yeah, but it was an amazing finish for Brooks, and uh, you know he's, he's my favourite golfer in of all. I time, know. So, yeah, so just go, good, just good to see. Good, good, good on finish you, Brooks. There, but, uh, but now we've all been waiting for to update you with how his beloved Brisbane Raw went against MacArthur this week. It's Phil. By the way, two we'll weeks. That. Brisbane play Sydney. Oh, here? in here? Sydney. Yeah. Oh, strap in. Yeah. Um, now we're a little over right. time, man. So we're in the sports. You took your time. I'll take mine. Uh, <laughs> stop everything. Everton are through to the FA Cup quarterfinals after beating Tottenham 5-4. With a a 97th minute winner from Bernard. Uh, The other teams going through to the quarters are Manchester United, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Leicester, Manchester City and a couple of other teams to be decided tonight. That's all very exciting. Mm. In the English Premier League, City continue to storm forward, beating fellow contenders Liverpool 4-1 to go five points clear at the top of the table with a game in hand. Wow. Um, So... They pretty much won the title. Yeah. Uh, Leeds got a 2-0 win to go 10th now, Tristan. Your boy's in 10th. Halfway to the top. All right. Here we go, Leeds. Here we go. That's Australian chants. You know, in, in England, yes. they come up with these incredible yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. And we just go, let's go, Sydney. Let's go. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Jesus. <laughs> It's all we've got. It's all we've got. Uh, oh, we also had Ooh, Ah, uh, Glenn McGrath. That was, ooh, Ah, oh, uh, Glenn McGrath. Ooh, Ah, uh, Glenn McGrath. That's one of our yeah, best. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Chelsea continue their win streak under new manager Tuchel to go fifth 
In the A-League, well, we're not talking about the A-League. After Brisbane lost 2-0 to New Boys MacArthur, uh, any league with Central Coast at the top of the table really doesn't bear talking about. Mm. So we're moving right along. Is it a league if the Central Brisbane Coast Brisbane Roar are still in second. Oh, I, but last time we spoke, Roar were on top. They were, yep. yeah. But they lost to MacArthur. Yeah. And now Central Coast are top. Yeah. Central Coast are a joke, therefore the league is a joke until that changes. Wow, it's a joke. Moving right along. Okay. Uh, but Sydney I think, are in fifth. I think we do need to... Um, Hashtag suck it. I, I think we do. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to be live broadcasting from that game. Okay. That's the plan. Hashtag suck yep. it. Yeah, you will. All right, let's, uh, let's talk some <laughs> holidays, boys. Yes. All right. I believe it's hold my beer first, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, let's do that now. All right. So welcome to a very special hold my beer. This is the very first time on the podcast that we have uh, we are videoing this segment for our new YouTube channel. Nonstop hold my beer on YouTube all the time. And uh, Tristan, you want to tell us a little something about what we're drinking today? He said, holding it up to the video camera. I haven't worked out how to... We're not that good with our IT yet. So today we're drinking uh, something I picked up from um, my... Uh, which I mentioned uh, in The Feats of Manliness, my Marrickville pub crawl. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, the 2020... Yes, it's not a wine. It is a beer. Wildflower St. Abigail White Peach Australian Wild Ale. Interesting. Yeah. Um, e- epic. And I love the fact that the uh, the listeners, or in fact viewers now, could mm. get a really close close look at that up at the camera as you approached it like an like an old person talking into Skype. <laughs> you know, where they're up and, up and down and, oh, can you see me? They always look a bit like a meerkat, like don't they? just like a nose or whatever. You know, and it's always, Bobbing in and out of frame. And it's always pointed sort of upward in the most unflattering possible way. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for that, team. Is this thing yeah. on? Is this thing on? Yeah. So, uh, God. So, okay, let me first explain Wildflower a little bit for those who haven't been. So, Wildflower was suggested to me by uh, oh, yes. a no-time listener of the pod, Dave Jacobs. Mm. Uh, he and I went there for a pre-pub crawl drink. He's never listened to the pod. I don't know if he has. He works at the RBA. He's a very busy man. I mean, um, you got a glass for me? Because I don't see one. Gotta drink your whiskey, bro. I can't, I can't scoff that much whiskey. Can you get another glass? Can I get it? In, can I put it into one of my copper glasses? Yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, have a, I'll have a Moscow Mule cup, cup full of St. Abigail's white peach <laughs> wild ale. That's actually probably a good drink to oh, no, it's fantastic. a drink out of it. Everything tastes better in a Moscow, Moscow mule cup. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, everything except for that filthy Korean yogurt drink. But Hey, look, time's going to tell them that. Which, one. tell them what we saw today, Phil. Yeah, they serve it at Korean restaurants. Yep. Uh, see, I knew they did. I actually, I rated that higher than you guys and, did. I and thought. in fairness, given that it tastes like you're cool, I mean, and I mean, some kind of stomach settler is exactly mm. what you need after some Korean barbecue. I, I don't that's think, what I needed. Yeah, I don't think agree. this is the stomach settler I was expecting. <laughs> the... Uh, don't drink it yet. It's really quite pungent. Let me explain uh, this. Let me explain yeah, talk, wildflower. Yeah, talk a bit about wildflower because it's a good one. Old, yeah. Phil and I were talking about it at lunch today. Old, like almost like you're in a, the country, a shed that's yeah. been turned into a uh, brew yes. house. Right, okay. Nice. Um, probably the way the first um, local breweries were set up in the Marrickville Enmore area. Mm. Um, very shed-like, but yeah. really super cool. Very trendy crowd, and they um, they pride themselves on serving what they call acid beers, or um, I guess sour 
like uh, which is another version of sour. Yeah. But they call it acid beers. Acid beers. Acid beers. I mean, yeah. You're getting me a bit excited here. Like, are we? Are we different than acid, mate? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You'll find out. So we won't be tripping balls in a few minutes. You won't that. trip. Well, you might a little bit. Like, you might go on a bit of a mental um, flame you know, journey. Yeah, with this because it's. Honey, I'm in flavor country. When I first <laughs> had this, I, as I was explaining to Phil before, if you close your eyes, and even with the bottle, you kind of, if you, you wouldn't be mistaken, you know, you'd be, you'd be excused for mistake, being mistaken that it tastes like a corked wine, yet okay. you accept the taste of it because you know it's a beer. Does that kind of make sense? Like, I'd hate it if it was what I was thinking it was. Right, okay. But because it's not what I think it was... So it's if someone, if someone peeled the label off this and put it on your table, like, oh, a delicious wine, and you had a sip, you like, oh, excuse me, waiter, there's something wrong with this. Yes. And that's the point where they go, it's supposed to taste like that. Yes, exactly. And that changes your tune completely. Exactly. I, I understand. So this is kind of like, to put it through the lens of my existence, it's kind of like when I'm watching one of the crappier Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> And it's like, well, this is crap until someone says this is a Fast and the Furious movie, at which point it's okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the perfect analogy. <laughs> and I have been receiving some kudos uh, from friends uh, over this uh, past week of Phil's incredible count up to his fifth favorite <laughs> Fast and Furious film. Now, in my Also known as the fourth worst <laughs> Fast and Furious film. Counting up to the fourth worst. That's the, uh, that's the way to do things. Now, in my drunken stupor, I did remember to... Uh, oh, tasting notes. Yeah, actually, I wasn't in my drunken stupor at this point, so we're good. Oh, clearly I was because I didn't actually... Oh, here we go. St. Abigail. So... And I, I did this because I thought it was very important. So I tried this one. So it's a 5.9% brew. Yeah. Golden mixed fer- fermentation, barrel aged beer, um, fermented with 1,100 kilograms of fresh whole white peaches from Thornbrook or- Orchard. Mm. Orchid or Orchard? It's an orchard. Are you kidding? Orchard. Yeah. What do you think? Where do you, where's fruit grown? Yeah, an orchid? An orchid is the is It's the a plant. kind of flower. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Peach fuzz <laughs> aromas, vanilla <laughs> custard. Sherbety funk peach finish. All so of that. Much judgment, so. I don't so mind. Much judgment. <laughs> judgment makes good potting. Yeah, it does. Um, and I've got to say, when I had this at first, I was like, ugh. But then remember that peach fuzz aromas, vanilla custard at the end after you drink it. Yeah. Yep. And then sherbety funky peach finish. Okay. It has it I all. Mean, that sounds good. It's you're gonna drink it and go oh, but after a couple of sips, you're probably gonna go. You know what? This is. Once it, it's once something. It, once it burns away the first level of taste buds on your tongue. All right. We're so give this a bell. Think of that smell. That is peach. It's and particularly the X flavor. The X flavor will be vanilla custard. It's that last little sip you get. Mm. I'm definitely getting the corked wine thing you were talking about earlier. That's an understandable... Uh, Misinterpretation and, and, of this drink. And I can see why they're calling this like an acid. They're trying to give it a different name than a sour because I, I find most sours are a bit fizzier than this. It's quite flat. Yeah. And I can flat. see what you mean with the wine-like texture. Well, like a, a lot of ales, ales don't have a lot of fizz yeah. to them, yeah. right? And you're certainly getting a lot of acid in there. You don't sort of expect um, a light-coloured beer to be this flat, generally. Mm. But, but um, what stood, past me, stood out for me when I was drinking this was the fact that it's kind of exactly what it says it is. They've described it kind of perfectly. You've got that peachy fuzz. It's Yeah, the fuzzy peach skin, which always is a bit sour. Yeah. You know, you bite into one of those peaches. If you just get the first bit of skin that's really fuzzy, it turns your tongue a little bit. Yep. You're like, oh, that's quite sour. It's quite tart. Yeah. And then you hit that sweet flesh underneath. Yeah. 
Um, not haven't hit the sweet flesh yet, but definitely the fuzzy peach sour bit. But taste, just think of that. The taste, it's just here on the side of your cheeks and towards the back of your throat. It's yeah. vanilla custard. It sits there. Yeah, okay. Really, like, get a mouth and let it just sit there here and then let it swallow yeah. down. You get this little aroma of vanilla custard. I mean, all, all I heard was Adzo saying sweet flesh and you saying back of your throat. And, and you know where this is going. So, uh, actually, I'm really liking this. Yeah. Thick ropes of vanilla custard. That's what I'm getting out of this. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just get... If you deep throat it... It, the flavour really comes out, you know? How much can you actually get in your mouth? Like, if you try and get a lot into it... <laughs> How much just get in as much it? as you can, Ooh. mate. That's the trick. I mean, we tried to get Adzo to do that with the whiskey, but he refused. Mm. He did not consent. Don't Let it coat your whole tongue. Maybe, like, bob your head a little bit. So, um... <laughs> The interesting thing is they they describe this as sherbetty, which mm. I was thinking to myself, how can a beer be sherbetty? But that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm actually getting that um you know those sherbet cones you get in the lolly aisle? Absolutely. I'm getting that vibe. It's just time. it's that citric acid. It's yeah. packed with that yes. citric acid yeah, and that yeah, brings yeah. out the sherbet flavours, uh, brings out that sour peach kind of flavour. And yeah, there's definitely a custody vanilla y yeah. aftertaste in, in, in your jowls. And because it's soft and quite sweet alongside that pinch of sherbetiness. It yeah. really tastes like the whole of that sherbet cone, not just the sherbet bit. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm drinking the, the cone, cone, the wrapper, the whole picnic basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The plastic even. <laughs> yeah. So I can tell you this. You know, I'm just sitting at Wildflower thinking I would just love to go through all of these beers because they yeah. would they have beers made out of like, you know, Muscat and all these, all incredible. In, and apparently, yeah. they source all of their produce and they actually use the real produce yeah. in all of their beer. And it really comes out in all of their beer beer production. I will say I'm, I'm certainly not bored by this beer. No. It's an interesting drink. I'm bored by it. So I, you're not bored. I'm by not it. bored. Exactly. Bored by it. No, it's a fascinating drink. There's so many levels to it. So many different ways you can appreciate it. Uh, I, I got to tell you, this is uh, pretty good. I got to. I got to. We were at Vic at the Vic on the Park. That's where Love we ended up. Yep. But I got to the. We you know we said, oh, let's go get one last drink. Yeah. Bored by everything. Oh really? And that's my point. <laughs> yeah. And so what do you want? I said honestly, all of this just bores me. You didn't just I get know a stout. exactly. I didn't. No, or a Kilkenny. You love a Kilkenny. <laughs> no, what was the one? Boddington's. Uh, you can't like Boddington's I mean, the Vic on the Park. No, you, you do need to bring, bring Boddington's along. Look, I, I've I've decided that I would like to communicate an ode to this beer because I'm mm-hmm. really liking it. I'm really liking just it. Whipped so, up. Um, I did absolutely. I've just whipped it up on Google very quickly. So, <laughs> and and this is this is um, a song. I, I you know this is this is you know my personal intellectual property as you'll come to find Great. in okay. moments. Um, Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat me a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can. Yeah, they were put there by a man in a factory downtown. If I had my little way, I'd eat peaches every day. Sun soaking bulges in the shade. That's peaches. Peaches for me. Very great American poet and president of the United States. Very very good, Phil. Um, yeah, look, so great beer. And just, just to give you, I feel like we need to do like just a complete beer tasting at Wildflower. I mean, these are the beers they've got. So they've got the St. Walter, which is made out of black muscat, which I tried. Mm, Turkish Delight rose water. I love a Turkish Delight. Oh, yes. Um, they've got the St. Florence, which is made out of semion, with a semion grape, but, um, also lemon balm, tropical fruits. They've got, uh, this one, which I didn't try, cherry liqueur, soft dark chocolate. 
You didn't try that one. That we sounds fantastic. We had to move on to... We went on to Batch after that. Yeah. And how was... Did you get the full flight? No, you just got the one beer at Batch, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Which one? That's a shame. Well, yeah. Which uh, one did you get? Tasman Tango. Mm. Yeah, we've had the Tasman Tango okay. before. It's Sorry. fine. But I had this before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah this is like, way more interesting than the Tasman yeah. Tango. Dave said, you know, it's just not... Nothing's going to really... They said, shout out, he said this is going to be different and it's going to be the, probably the better experience and it certainly was. I will say you should end your day at a place like this. No, because you won't taste it properly. Oh yeah, that's true. You just got to get there and go like, yeah, this is good. Well, maybe halfway through your day, just sort of like really mix it up. Like, I was not expecting this because this is a fascinating mm. drink. And you know what I really like about this and even the menu that you just described is the fact that like craft beer is out there these days yeah. as, as evidenced We've by talked the, about it, the crazy eating one itself. that we had the other yeah, day. It's yeah. kind of eating itself. But these guys, it's quite original. Yeah. They're, they've mm. gone down their own road, but they've made something that's somewhere between a beer and a wine. It is unique. It tastes delicious. And yeah. peachy. It's peachy. It's peachy. Well, what, Peaches come from what, a can. What's your ratings, boys? Yeah, okay. Oh, well, we didn't talk... Would, would you eat this? Would you, would you eat something with this? A peach, you know, we can give. You know we can give... Yeah, peach cobbler. Yeah, yeah, we can maybe give a visual. Pie. We can give visual ratings now. Yeah, not everyone's going to be watching the video. Everyone's going to be watching. I, I give it a. You'll have to watch to see what. <laughs> I don't know. What we're I'm giving just, it. I'm just this con- many. I'm just confused as to why Tristan's giving it an eight. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got confused. Yeah, yeah, on the left and yeah. right sides. Binary. Uh, yeah, gonna, you know what? I'll start. I'm going to give it a four. Yep. I can't really picture myself eating this, uh, drinking this with some kind of food at the moment, but. As a standalone drink, it's peculiar, it's different, and uh, really good. Nice. I'm having a mental blank. What was our beer last week? The... Oh, it was the, the corn ale. It yeah, was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. the elbow ale. Because oh, yeah. we're having a bit of a reference point. Because my instinct is, is that this is a four, but I wanted to know what the beer was last yeah. week. So I know I gave that a you four as well. You gave that a four as well. Because well. I almost... I almost... I'm going to give this a 4.25. Wow. Okay. I love the originality. It's wow. completely different. Um, and uh, it gave me an opportunity to re-engage with the song Peaches. Yeah. Um, yeah it's been a while. One of my all-time favourites. Yeah. Alongside like, Kitty. 1996. Yeah. Always a favourite. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. Kitty buggy. on my foot and I want to touch it. Yeah. Yep. What I will say, um, just quickly, finally for me, is that <laughs> this is not the kind of thing that I would have three of. Uh, like the corn ale last week. Yeah, sure. I'd spend an afternoon yeah, sipping on those. Yeah, this true. is a, one of those one-offs. Really enjoyed that. And maybe yep. that's not a bad thing because sometimes you just want the one and this would be the one to have. Yep. Yeah. Agree. I you have one a... of these, you indulge in it and then you head on down to Willie the Boatman to smash about 17 elbows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I'll, I'll give it... Um, I was going to give it a 4.25 but I don't want to be exactly the same as Phil. So I'm going to so give it 4. a 4. 4.24. No, I'm going to give it a 4.125. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping classic, the ratios. Yeah. Classic fence sitting. Yeah, all right. Classic fence sitting. I'm going to give it an exactly halfway between Adzo and Phil. Oh, uh, well, cheers, guys. And cheers yeah. to all of you. Welcome to my children's play area slash our podcast studio. Slash beer drinking den. Yeah. All right. On to the next. Strap in, Strap in everyone. All right, last segment. We thought uh, we'll, we'll run through these relatively quickly. We are, so what we want to do now is we want to bring in a new segment each time. Last week we talked our most manly movies. We had good fun doing it. Loved that one. Loved doing it. Loved it. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I hated it. You loved every minute of it. Um, I'm gonna hide my list here so it's more of a surprise. Yeah. Well, count me iron it up. Down this time, bro. 
Okay, so I'm from five to one. We all know Phil's just naming his top five Fast and Furious locales. <laughs> locations. So Tokyo's yeah. in there. Well, he probably has done that, actually. That's actually be a really we'll bet, good idea. Wouldn't that be amazing? We'll uh, uh, I've actually I'll, only got four. But you know, yeah. I'll kick off. You oh, you've only got four. Yeah, you, you got away from me then. Um, first right. one, number five. Go. Queenstown. Okay, yeah. Bedstead has everything. Extreme sports, good bars, two casinos, great skiing... Uh, good restaurants. It's got the lot. It's a great place to go with your mates. It's one certainly we visited a number of times of the year, and I reckon it's got to be on the list. Yeah, yeah. Great call. All right. And in fact, I'm going to make that my number five also. All right, we got two. No, you got five. All right, well done. All right. Was there a Fast and Furious Queenstown? No. Where they drove past the putt putt really quickly. Yep. The landing into Queenstown Airport puts a little hair on the ball sack, doesn't it? You go on in past the mountains, you know? But they just drop. Yeah. You go to the mountains and they just drop. And you somehow feel like you're a little bit invincible in Queenstown. You kind of. It's kind of it's cold outside, you're partying. You're all rugged up, you've got a skin full most of the time. Do you remember I pretended to be a bouncer outside the council? Until the, 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 the real checker. bouncer threw this. I stood out. outside the entry to the You were carting the, people. No, the bar. It was the bar. The casino. Yeah. And uh, just so like internationally, just coming on, just asking for ID from everyone. They're just showing it to me. Like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> you <laughs> guys, what are you, some kind of piece of shit? I was just out getting my L and P. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, come back tomorrow. <laughs> come back tomorrow. Yeah. I'll, I'll have some cookie time for you there, bro. Happy hour from six to eight. <laughs> Do you want a spates? <laughs> Got a spates ale? <laughs> a spates and a Ferg burger. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Strip in. Um, <laughs> Alright, no, number five is Russia. I mean, what? shit. You I know, guess it's like, pretty manly. Well, firstly, I mean, is there anything more manly than Vladimir Putin? No, like, not. Have you seen his shots with his shirt off? Riding on a horse. horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, gun. The fact that, Vlad I don't know, conqueror. just the idea of going there, I'm really excited by it, but it also scares the shit out of me. You yeah. should be. Every time it's depicted in a movie or a show, it's always grey and bleak. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the show The Americans, um, which was great. No, I heard very good things. But any time they were, like had scenes back in Moscow, it was always just like grey and dark yeah. and everything. So clearly the sun never shines there. Yeah. Then that's not even to mention Siberia in Russia, you know. Not even to mention our hero of the week, who uh, a couple of weeks ago, who's never been heard from again. Yep. So in terms of a manly place, like yeah, I feel like you got to have some balls to go to that place. Well, I'm, I'm Polish, mate, so you don't need to tell me how awful Russia is. There you go. It's, it's in our national conscience. You hate them. We hate them. We hate them. All right. Uh, sure. Make it a tourist destination. So you've already given five. So you're number four. So this is the four. Yeah. Now we, now we catch up. Quite All right. Nicely. I'm going to say Argentina. Argentina, oh, yeah, okay, absolutely. Tell me why. Machismo. Uh, the machismo. Yeah. What's machismo? It's the thing that not all the beef, as, as in macho. Ah, machismo. That machismo. Runs through. Right. Like, see. The beef is one of the many things of that, but it's okay. that culture of like, it's just in the in yeah. the men. It was just the dancing, the beef. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting that you did yeah. say that because yeah, that's the first thing that sort of comes to mind, which is like oh, I was thinking Argentina, and as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah. Big piece of steak. Big good, steak. Good red wine. Yeah. 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 Yep. But uh, look, I've never been. Yep. Um, but uh, I've heard it's quite lovely. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, my, my wife has travelled through South America and has really rates it. I've never gotten further south than Mexico. <laughs> she just loves travelling. Just goes without <laughs> me. Lots of men there. Yeah, yeah. Lots of men. Really <laughs> I manly really place. loved it, Adam. Should I come? No. No. Yeah. Help myself to a big piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a, a, a big hunk of me. It's all right. She never makes it this far in the podcast. <laughs> all right, answer. All right, so my number four, I'm going to say Vietnam. And I'm putting this one over Thailand. Yeah, you know, a lot of people compare the yeah, two. Yeah. Uh, which has got more of that party atmosphere, sure. But when it comes to a cheap, boozy, foodie, cheap, boozy holiday, <laughs> I rate Vietnam as one of my favorite destinations ever. Yeah, um, if you want to get fraps, that could be the fact that you can't really go to Ho Chi Minh City, just get a drink without it being some form of brothel-like activity, oh, yeah. Yeah. as we know. Um, but uh, it, I was going to say also because of the Coochie Tunnels, obviously the history of the Vietnam War. <laughs> the yeah, Coochie yeah. Tunnels. Um, well, actually, they're two separate <laughs> the, things. There's the Coochie Tunnels yeah. and the Coochie Tunnels. The Coochie Tunnels, yeah. Well, the Coochie Tunnels. Um, so oh, I, a totally different night. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, Tristan I, visited all three. I agree, though. Uh, I think when we were there, we shot guns. We did. We yeah. fired, we fired oh, yeah. guns. Yeah, uh, um, we, we crawled through mud. Uh, we recreated the the story of the diggers. We went to museums. We and we ate, we you know what we ate and drank fabulous cheap food. We bonded. We were men. We gambled. We, did. we went to the dog races. Uh, we went on boats. It we, was we, the uh... we toured the Harlong Bay. It was just a really. Good blokey, good time. And for the, for as horrible as the history is, it is you know the uh, the background of many of the manliest movies out there, yeah, like yeah. Vietnam films and all that stuff. So platoon, yeah, good pick. I it was in my mind. Probably. I wasn't gonna. Oh yeah, you had you had that. No, I was I was it, I was thinking about it. Oh, you were thinking about it. My number four, yeah, Ireland. 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 Have you been? Never. Okay. Have you been to any on your list? Uh, I've been to two of them. Okay. It doesn't matter about where I've been. Uh, So, you know, it's my, it's my view on it. Ireland, I, and I could be completely wrong. Been to all of them. But when I think about it, Guinness beer. Yeah. Doesn't get much manlier than that. Leprechauns. Uh, cold weather. You know, just like that. Um, the fighting Irish is a thing. Like Notre Dame, the fighting Irish. I mean, I don't find like, Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. Yeah, great. And also like... And, know, the f- and the food. It just... Oh, the food. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like you're just going to get some Potato hot man. bog-like Where food. the devil have you been? Exactly. I mean, in, I mean, in fairness, I had the best bagel of my life in Dublin, so... Did you? Best bagel. Best bagel. Oh, that's well, like how do you remember call. a bagel? How do you remember a bagel? Well, when you've you had don't the expect best one of your entire what life. What was on it? Where was it? What was in it? I don't remember <laughs> any of the details. I just remember sliced potatoes. It was a. It was bagel. You just dipped it in Guinness, <laughs> <laughs> and you just fucking it, ate it. It was, it was a bagel made of potato dipped in. <laughs> you dipped stuck in it Guinness. up your ass, yeah. and someone punched you in the face while you had it. So that's yeah, what they have a fight there too, don't they? They're that's like, what I'm saying. They just kick the shit out of each other, but they're all mates at the end of the day. I only once ever came this close to fighting a woman, and she was Irish. <laughs> My wife she would have kicked that. your ass too. It was on New Year's Eve. And I was defending Lindy's honor. Amazing. And I turned around, and she wanted to go, and I was oh, yeah. like, "No, this is not good." Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, Ireland. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, I move right along to uh, to the uh, Basque country in Spain. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, really beautiful part of the world, but in particular, the, the masculine side of things, it's a, it's something that I think you'll identify a lot with, Adzo, in fact, okay. is that in Basque Country, the advice I was given as soon as I got there by the tour guide was, you're looking around for the tapas bars, and he's like, find the one with the old bloke. 
Oh, yeah. Find anyone with the old bloke behind there because in Basque culture, to cook for your family is... It's the, the most manly thing. of manliness. Yeah. Right. We've and talked so about you this go before. To these, yeah. You go to these bars and you've got the guy, you got this old bloke behind there and you're hoeing into this tapas. Yeah. The pincho, as they call it up there. And it is amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. like among the best food you've ever eaten. Yeah, fair call. Um, almost as good as the Irish bagel. And... Uh, <laughs> And yeah, they just take such pride in it. It's such a, like, the chest's out, like, all of that. So they I take a, a bagel and they dip it in the sangria. <laughs> they stick it up your ass. And also, Spain's home of running with the bulls. So, fuck. True, I mean, seriously. Amazing. And that's so in Basque manly. Country as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, yeah. good call. Yep. Also, when I was looking up a lot of this, a lot of time, a lot of Spanish cities come up as the gayest cities in the world. So, if you really want to talk about. Manliness. manliness yeah yeah sure Spain and shoving bagels up your ass <laughs> nothing more manly than that <laughs> you, you dip ass. it in this you put it in there okay let's move on my number three then Mexico yeah and I went there a couple of years ago basically the whole yeah, country can. runs on dude food I went to the tacos you know, tequila yep. is the national drink yep. it's cheap it's friendly it's beautiful it's historic and just the street food alone, you know, it's worth a trip. And, you know, try something new. Have the cows at a taco. It's honestly on the menu. Sample the mezcal with the little flakes of insect. Swim in a cenote where the water goes from six foot deep to 600 meters deep in one footstep. The whole thing is amazing. Very manly. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. Uh, yep. Tequila shots. Tequila shots. Dollar tacos, drinks. Yep. Dollar tacos just off the side of the road. Best tacos you will ever taste in your life Mexico and it, yeah, it's, it's a cheap cultural fiesta it's amazing cool. yeah. uh, I went my number three was Tel Aviv uh, mm-hmm. Israel voted the gayest city on earth by uh, Boston Globe is that right and, a lot of wandering um, Jews I hear <laughs> absolutely and you were going to say something no 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 I was going <laughs> to say uh, I was going to say that it's also ridiculous because you, you've also got um Men and women, you know, young men and women just yeah. dressed in military gear yep. with their machine guns walking around everywhere. And also, like, it's like a defensive place, right? It's surround- It's been traditionally surrounded by enemies its entire existence. Mm. So, it has learned how to defend itself and fight. And man, they say Israelis don't have bad manners. It's not that they have bad manners, it's just that they don't have manners at all. It's not right. a thing, okay. right? So, you gotta you got to be hard-line when you're there. So, uh... Yeah, tell Fun fact, when you borrowed my Nintendo DS for the flight on your way to yes, Israel... I did. And I sent you a message you through, face, Zelda, right? through yeah, Facebook Messenger and said, how did you go with Zelda on your way to Israel? At which point, for several days afterwards, I was being targeted on Facebook for uh, ads to get married in Israel. What, were you? <laughs> and, you know, the algorithms know a lot about you. I was sitting <laughs> yeah. there going, geez, do they know something about me that I don't? <laughs> Sorry, dude. So what this I apologise. All right, you're, num- you're number two, pal. My number two is the only one I haven't been to that's on my list, and it's Vegas. Oh. Okay. Very clean and simple. That's why it's not your number one, mate. All I, yes, that's yeah. right. That's all I, well, all, all I have to I'm say. I'm guessing it's your number it's one. It's my, my number, number one. one. All, yeah. all I have to okay. say about Vegas from my perspective is the movie The Hangover. Yeah. Let's stop. There yeah. it is. We've, we've lived it. We've experienced it. That's, but that's, right. not my num- that's not my number two. It's my number one. But my number two, Texas. Oh, and yeah. a bit of a favourite yeah. for me since I had my Bucks party there. But seriously, I'm talking barbecue everywhere. Great, great friendly people. Big hitting live sports. I'm talking the Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Rockets. It's, there's party towns like Austin where you can literally go all night from bar to bar. 
probably my favorite road trip destination in the US as well. You get off the interstate, you go through small towns, you meet people, you try the local barbecue, the beers, whatever. Just Texas, man. Get there. Yeah, good call. Love it. I, uh, I didn't bring that up, but uh, yeah, maybe your Bucks play was that forgettable. You organized um, it. No, no. It's forgettable that's on you. Oh, I remember, like, yeah, myself and Mike and Chappie and <laughs> Geary. It was, I don't know, we were somewhere. Yeah, but, uh, no, that's a good call. And, yeah, the um, the, the barbecue that we had was unbelievable. Just anywhere, though. Yeah. Just pull over by the side of the road. There'd be some dude with a big... Chuck barbecue yeah, in yeah, just chucking barbecue at you. Hey, this just a big trip. metal bucket over some flames and just barbecue inside. <laughs> uh, number two for me, Myanmar. Slash Burma, Myanmar, Myanmar, yeah. yeah, only because it was the um, the setting of, uh, of the, the, coup, the, the or latest Rambo film, second latest. Did you see that with the second latest one? You see that film? Yeah, many it wasn't times. As, it was, I mean, the, yeah, that they, they, was, they made the term blood mist yeah. a literal reality. It was just I've never insane. seen so much carnage. You know how I love my carnage. I yeah, love my horror movies, love my action movies, big bloody shoot 'em yeah. ups. Ram that Rambo, Rambo four was. It just finally reached it. Yes. Nothing has ever reached that point of absolute bloody carnage in my life before. And yeah, set in Myanmar. So, so there you go. Perfectly manly place. Exactly. I mean, I watched the video of that lady doing a, a fitness routine as the coup happened behind her. That didn't look <laughs> That looked so exactly quite lovely, didn't it? Yeah. But uh, Rambo. Fantastic. Well, they made it manly because she was doing an exercise video and then there was just tanks and shit in the background. Yeah, so true. what does this exercise video need? More tanks. More tanks. <laughs> That's quite a manly response, really. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's my number two. My, my number one Here we is go. Australia's Northern Territory. Really? The uh, NT, mate. I tell you. Yeah. The, the beer's coming to two litres, stubby. Is this a, are you doing? Are you giving us a secret, you know, on the, what we were talking about before, about our man trip through the Northern Territory? Absolutely. You're I'm going to hammer plus. this home. Boom. Hammer this home. Bring it home, baby. So, um, in my time in the Territory, and as, and as you know, I'm not exactly a grand adventurer, and yet something about the Territory just brings that out in you. Yeah. Uh, I did a three-day hike through the McDonald Ranges outside Alice Springs out in the desert. I've climbed it. I did, I did three days going down the Catherine River through cattle stations, swagging out on the camp, uh, uh, swagging out on the riverside. Mm-hmm. And mm. kayaking past crocodiles. We did that. Good yeah. time. Like, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, yes, this is way better. I than also flew Mexico. out. Flo- I also flew out on a float plane from Darwin Airport and landed on a river in Litchfield and went helicoptering with the Outback Wrangler himself, Matt Wright, oh, who flies a helicopter like an absolute mad dog. Um, and on top of that, you know, there's just countless you know hiking adventures and bits and pieces that we did there. I've always crafted that the very best top end few days you could do in the top end as a trip. There's a helicopter pub crawl. Mm, seriously? Yep. Wow. There's a helicopter pub crawl. There's the there's the float plane landing on the river. But also, if you go up at a certain time of year, you can also get cracker day. Seriously? Where fireworks oh, of are course, legal to buy and yeah, let off for an entire right. day. So wow. for me, and basically everything is out to get you in that place. Oh, yeah. Right down to the tiny little ants that thought it was a great time to just get on my towel. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Got bit on the dick by an ant. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what can be More than enemy? once. Because <laughs> they like the detergent. <laughs> and my dick, apparently. All right, that's pretty good. Um, well, no, I'll let you two bleat I'm, on about Vegas. I've already said it. Uh, what can you say about Vegas? It is Disneyland for grown-ups. And with big food, big booze, gambling, and bucks parties, as far as I can see, this has to come in number one for me. Even before you get to the rampant sex tourism... Uh, sorry, uh, where did the sex tourism fit in with your 
my mate. I didn't mention it at all. Oh well, good. Yeah, you, please go ahead. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I need to say anything about it. It's it's the number one bros destination, except for maybe after the Northern Territory. Now I'm yeah. feeling a bit obsolete. But uh, you never know, been in a helicopter pub crawl. That's true. That's but um, resetting the list for me. The clubs, the non-stop buffets, yeah. the uh, the gambling, the smoke wherever you want to. Yeah. Uh, Cigars do in you a want. taxi, like <laughs> yeah. Um, being handed uh, cards for prostitution on the street. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter if you're an adult or a child. They just they work <laughs> on a quota of giving away those cards. Um, Death-defying drops. Uh, everything. I mean, yeah, it is. Uh, it is the ultimate. And it's in the middle of a desert. And it's in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Um, many movies. Some of our best movies are, uh, are made. Not just The Hangover. So Casino, many. Casino, one of the greatest. Casino. Yeah. Um, many others. Anyway, so I feel like, Vegas but, vacation. But, I feel like Donald Trump at the moment. Um, which was you say is your favorite uh, Vegas uh, movie? Uh, all of them. To say all of them. Yeah, yeah yep. all of them. Um, but the uh, art of the deal—that's a good one, you know. Ocean's Eleven—that's <laughs> a good one. So shout out to non-territory. Shout out to Vegas. Shout out um, to Texas. Shout out to Texas. Yes. And uh, maybe we should just go through the list again. No, we're good. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Moving right along. Nice one, guys. Well, let's. Um, I reckon a, a bros trip to the Northern Territory could be uh, on the cards again. We should do that again. Replicate. Strap yeah. the fuck in. Yeah. As soon as my child hits five years old. Boom. <laughs> let's put that on the radar. We'll All right. All right. In. Let's wrap up the show with a uh, quick chappy asks and then be uh, get to bed. <laughs> All right, chappy asks, wrapping up the show. We had a couple come through uh, from the man himself. Um, as you know, he's one of the... Uh, Greatest Queenslanders to be a Queenslander. That's very true. Um, and something he brought up was relating to me actually um, fudging up the time uh, the time difference during summer in Queensland, which oh, yeah. led him to arrive uh, uh, to my um, Super Bowl watching party in Noosa um, an hour late. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't really want to get into brutal. that too much. Um, so instead, Picking I. Up um, question, mate. Yeah, instead, uh, we had a little discussion, and uh, I, I have to deeply apologise because my uh, connection here to the uh, outside world has been cut off. But it alludes to the fact that Chappie asked that, Hi, uh, fat team. Mm. Um, what point does it count as, a, let's call it, sexual intercourse? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Does it count if, you, um, if the man finishes the job? Or if the man doesn't finish the job, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So, the question is... If you tick the box or if you don't... Yeah. Is, is that what decides if it's sex or not? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you reckon, Phil? As a man of tantra... Yes. Who, Tom, who, yes, you're a perfect answer. Who, who, exactly right. Yes. Who, who often um, finds himself not ticking that particular box... Right. ...even after a couple of hours of intercourse. Yes. Uh, I would say that the ticking of the box is not... Um, it's not, not essential. It's not it's the not defining line. Component. It's yeah. not an essential yeah, component. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially once one has taught themselves to orgasm without doing that. And just to, just to confirm, when we say ticking the box, we're talking about the vanilla custard in a uh, yeah, yeah. in an otherwise Saint Abigail. I, I uh, believe Adzo refers to it as the mayonnaise cannon. 
Veiny mayonnaise. Veiny mayonnaise cannon. <laughs> That's it. So, if the cannon hasn't fired, is what I'm hearing. I don't remember saying right. that to him. Have you told him that? Uh, I think I have. Okay, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I may have put it on your um your on my profile. Yeah. <laughs> we've, done, we've done quite a few. We've done quite a few. <laughs> Just link, done... link me by my work email address. <laughs> we've done quite a few episodes now. It's all blurring into one. So you, you, uh, you both of you are just one big may- veiny mayonnaise cannon to me. No, so I, 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 I Phil's already given us a great that, answer. That's the perfect and, answer you know, because I'm hundred percent on board with yep. it. You know, uh, for some guys, uh, reaching that final stage can be difficult. Yeah, for uh, reasons psychological, medical, whatever. You can't can't take away yep. the whole aspect of sex from those guys. Yeah, they've still had sex. Yeah, whether or not they've. You know, let's just let's be let's be a little blunt here, whether they've come or not. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And it also also begin to argue that if you've got somebody who goes early, if they go really early, that's where you'd be wanting to draw the line. How many how many thrusts? All right. Yeah. There needs to be yeah, yeah. before yeah, yeah. it really counts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you're a, yeah a two pump dump, <laughs> you know, have you even had sex at all? I yeah. feel I feel like the line is three, 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 three. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's your answer, guys. We've already got the majority vote needed. Yeah. So it doesn't need to go to the uh, House of Representatives. Yep. Um, the Senate's already passed it. And... Um, to the uh, to the friend of ours who this, que- this question refers to, we're sorry. <laughs> That's how it is. You are the father. <laughs> so, perfect. So thank you. Yeah. Um, what, a, even... what a great note to finish on. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, it is a nice one. Good question. Great question, actually, my friend. And um, until next week, peace out. Yeah. See you later, everyone. And Phil, strap out, ladies. Strap out. <laughs>